Hello, everybody of the beautiful world. How are we all doing? Hey, everybody. My name is Neek Robinson. I am the host of the Truth Podcast. Uh, and if you guys have ever watched or listened to this show, uh, then you know that I've been doing this for about two years or so. Uh, but basically, uh, over the past two years, uh, I have had a couple of episodes uh, that I have pre-recorded with some old guests. And uh, some of those episodes never ever got to see the light of day. Uh, so basically, uh, this new series that I'm going to be starting on the podcast is going to be called The Truth Podcast Lost Tapes. Uh, so basically, uh, I have probably around like 10 to 12 episodes of uh, old guests that I've had on. Uh, all of these episodes were pre-recorded about a year ago now. Uh, so basically like a lot of these stories have just kind of been lost in the archives. Like I had, uh, one of my, uh, hard drives basically corrupted on me. So I didn't have, uh, the video when I actually did a video of this podcast, but, uh, I at least wanted to post the audio out there for, uh, the guests themselves and also, you know, Everybody has their own story, and I want to be able to give these people that were on my podcast a platform uh, to really just speak their truth, even though it is their truth from a year ago now. So, uh, But uh, today on the podcast, uh, we have a good friend of mine. Uh, her name is Jordan Allen. Uh, goes by Joe Allen uh, or Joe Visuals on uh, Instagram. And uh, Joe Allen's story is definitely... Uh, very very in-depth like this is one of the longest podcasts i've ever actually had on uh the podcast i believe is it it's about two hours long so definitely uh we dove into a lot of stuff over this entire podcast so i definitely wanted to give joe her uh ability to speak her voice and everything of that nature so uh without further ado everybody please welcome joe uh, Alan to the podcast and I will see you guys on the next episode of the truth podcast uh, but yeah welcome to the lost tapes and here we go everybody get on a new friend of mine uh, she's a photographer from the Des Moines area Waukee area uh, she is mrs. Jordan Allen what is going on what today, is Joe? up How guys I'm excited you? to be here I thank you so much for sacrificing what's your what's the day today Tuesday yeah Tuesday, Tuesday. Sacrificing you Tuesday hey, today man it's raining you know? outside I have nothing better Dude, to do hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, you know we've been just kind of chopping it up here uh, previous to the podcast and everything but Jordan, I'm super pumped to have you on, knowing this is going to be a good episode. we got a lot to cover. we got a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, but first, before we start everything off, 
tell me, who is Joe Allen today? How old are you? Kind of give the people that don't know you just a little bit about yourself real quick. All right, all right, yeah. Okay, so I graduated from Waukee in 2016. Yep. Um, I currently go to UNI. I am 21 years old, and I'm pursuing a digital media journalism major. Um, I don't really believe in pursuing college much, but... You know, it's my backup plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> honestly, like, it's like if I don't go anywhere in the next two years with yeah. photography, like, skyrocket, yeah. then, you know, at least I have a degree. Yeah. At least I can say, hey, here's what I've done in the last couple of mm-hmm. years, and I still have my photography to show, too. Yeah. So, yeah, um, at UNI, but I'm traveling a lot. I'm usually never there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm either at Iowa State or Iowa University. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm in Minnesota, sometimes in Chicago. It doesn't really matter. I just kind of go, I kind of go wherever. Yeah. I don't think life is supposed to be waiting until you're retired to go Seems travel that. because let me tell you, my grandpa told me a story once uh-huh. where there's these people that worked at a hospital with my grandma and they worked and worked and worked and they're like we're gonna save up our money we're gonna go travel the world for the rest of our life Mm -hmm. and they were like in their 60s and by the time that it came to the retirement one of them had died and then the next year later the other one died so they saved up all that money to go travel and never got to do it so if i have spare money don't judge me when I'm going and traveling places. <laughs> when I'm going and traveling places in the middle of college because I I made my schedule so I can go travel. And do you have like online classes or anything? No, so my classes are only Tuesday, Thursdays. Okay. So mon- Monday, Wednesday, up. Friday, I'm free. That's so if I want to go to California for a weekend, I, I can go to California well, for a weekend. I just cool. yeah, I just have to save up for it. Mm-hmm. But you know the. The trips, the big trips I do make, like going to California, it's yeah. all for a reason. And like, I have friends there too, so I mean that that yeah. helps. I'm not having to pay, yeah. you know, three hundred for a flight and, and then, then like three hundred for, for a hotel. hotel. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a little tough. It's right? a it's a lot cheaper than people think because people yeah. think I have money and I'm like, no. <laughs> I got here. bills. Yeah, what you mean exactly. I got money? <laughs> we all college kids, man. So exactly. Like, you know, you gotta focus on your priorities but yeah. I think that it's super dope you know that you're uh, you're trying to just like network with a bunch of people out there and uh, you know you're just trying to get it how you live networking is the biggest biggest thing about getting your name out there yeah, because most of my clients are either like are basically word of mouth yeah there's no way that people know who I am unless mm-hmm. they're like oh like I had this girl do my photos like check it out yeah. or if someone like repost something in my like that's really the only way that you have to get people to fuck with you in order to like yeah. get the clients you need and in order to like get up higher on the ladder mm-hmm. which sucks because like you don't want to like use people but at yeah. the same time like I only talk to people that I think that are like the same type of creative level as yeah. me. Not that I like don't appreciate the ones below me because I was I was that before. Yeah. So I always try to answer whatever questions people have for yeah. me because I understand what it's like Absolutely. to not know what I'm doing. Absolutely. Because I was just lucky enough that I had good mentors when I was in high school. You know, mm-hmm. I my friend LJ, he was a photographer, mm-hmm. but then he had he had two kids now, so he kind of stopped his whole photography gotcha. career for his kids, but he was like my biggest like mentor kind of showed mm-hmm. me what to do like would talk to me about camera and lenses yeah. and he's like in his 20s and i was 16 17 at the time yeah. so 
you know, that's why I always respond to the younger kids below me. And whenever someone has questions, even if they're not, like, wanting to pursue photography in that way, they just want to learn how to use a camera. I'm like, yeah, I'll tell you as much as I know, but I got you, you, but I really don't know as much as other people. Like, I'm still learning every day. Like, there's so much I don't even know about my camera yet. But You're rocking, like, what, a 5D something? Uh... Oh my gosh, Canon 60. Canon 60. Yeah, I have a Canon gotcha. 60 with a 35 millimeter gotcha. uh, Sigma art lens. Yeah. I have the 50, but the 50 is just nothing yeah. compared to the 35. The 35 is just a yeah. Oof. I want to get. Um, I just invested in one of those this week, so oh, yeah. I'm super excited for Dude, it. Dude, it's so much better. I think I'm gonna invest in a, like my next big purchase would probably be uh-huh. a 2470. Yeah. Just so I can have that zoom, like yeah. it'll be kind of good to use at concerts if I'm yeah. further away. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of concerts here we are not like at the front of the stage. Yeah. So you but need like a zoom Sigma, lens. The Sigma though is like super sharp so you could like yeah. almost get away with cropping and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it's but, like, like eh, it's not the same. I, I've tried and I'm yeah. like yeah, if I only I could zoom in a little yeah. bit more, yeah. you know? Well and like photography is all about like the art of finesse and so like you know you gotta finesse your way up to the front you just gotta do it. You yeah. just gotta do it. Especially in the Des Moines scene too oh, I feel like. Oh yeah. A lot of these yeah venues here don't have barriers mm-hmm. for photographers yeah. and a lot of the venues here like working with venues yeah. is just ridiculous like it's ridiculous it yeah. is so hard for young photographers to get a foot in the door because yeah. nobody will allow them to get a press pass yeah. and i'm sorry but most of the photographers and videographers that are kids that i know in the area are better than the people that are getting paid to yeah. do it yeah, it's like just these little media companies. Yes, it's shit. just yeah. these media companies, yeah. and like their guy friend that's like, oh, bro, like I love photography, like let me do it for you, yeah. and they're mediocre. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, yeah. I'm gonna be honest, they're mediocre. They're only ha- they only have that spot because yeah. they're one of, like they're someone's friend. Yeah, that's the only but reason it also why. It's about like who you know too. So like you know, coming back to the networking side of it, you know, you have yep. to like network with everybody. Oh, that I tell is out I tell there. all the venues that I try to work with, I'm like hey, I don't work for any media company. Mm-hmm. I'm my own freelance photographer. I will give you the rights to all my products. You can yeah. use it for free. I just want to shoot your concert. Yeah. Like, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Like, I'm giving you free work exactly. that is just as good or better than yeah. your photographer, and you're not having to pay me. Yeah. Well, then you I know? think that there's something about, like, it being free that nobody's going to pass that shit up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, obviously, like, if it's a huge concert, if it's a huge name artist or whatever, yeah. it's a they can be a little bit weird about that stuff but like still if your stuff is like your photography is like super out of this world like just insane like the last uh, set that you did with uh, your girlfriend Jamie yeah that was just insane with the plastic wrap Dude, and everything I you guys love... have not seen that definitely go over to is it Joe Visuals yes right? Joe, Visuals. Joe Visuals yeah the so first that post out. that first post that I had hit over a thousand likes Ugh, and I've never tough. I've hit a thousand like once but that was the first time I've hit a thousand you know like I didn't use any hashtags yeah. try to promote or anything I just just put it out there yeah and i was extremely surprised by how many people were yeah. like dude this is dope because like because it's definitely different from it's what different you've been doing yes typically um you know i've been kind of like in this period where i haven't you know i've been shooting uh-huh. but i'm not like creatively going out and like you know i got a i got the models i have the clothes i have yeah. a whole mood board for what i'm yeah. you know i haven't been able to do that for a long time uh-huh. so hopefully like in this next upcoming week i'll be able to like sit down and really plan Playing something some yeah, yeah it's just you know i've been needing to balance my life again Absolutely. get everything figured out on track and get Absolutely. into a routine before i can start saying you know what on this day i'm going to do this with this person yeah. and 
But yeah, no, I've been doing a lot more film work than yeah, digital. Yeah, I've been seeing that. I've been seeing that. Yeah, how's I, that experience been? You know, it's you? expensive. It is. Yeah, it is no expensive. Shit. But one thing. Do you thing, have a scanner too? Or no, no, I go get it developed. Okay. Um, and then you get it on like. Yep, I get it scanned onto a USB yeah, instead of a print because yeah. like, what am I gonna do with a print? Like, I'd just have to scan it. Yeah, exactly. But um, no, I've. I've really been into film just because I've realized that it's, to me, like it's something that's timeless. Yeah. And it creates a lot more character yeah. than what I love digital, you know? Like yeah. I still sh- shoot digital all the time and that's like what I'll put into magazines, but film is just, it's different. There's something about it's, it. There's something yeah, about it. it. And like the way that like sometimes if you shoot with like expired film, it like has little overlays yep. and shit. Uh, and then like all the little, you have little like I have like and scratches stuff. and yeah. yeah, like you can't. You can make, you know, you can Photoshop that, but yeah. it's not real. Yeah. You know, like, it's not. I was going to ask you, what do you think about, like, the, that's kind of like an in thing right now. Yeah, like, it's like, doing, film like. Film stalking or whatever, like, just You know, just shoot Photoshop. film. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not that. But it is, like, I understand it. a too, like, it can get. Where are you going? Well, like, if you go to, like, some place, like, what was I thinking of, uh, like, Walgreens, it's pretty expensive to do that. Don't go to there. Walgreens. Yeah, where do you go? Do I you go to Christian Photo. Photo. Christian so Christian Photo, Photo for yeah. any of those film lovers out yeah. here in Des Moines, they get it done in a couple hours. Yeah. And you're not having up. to wait a week. Yeah. And it's costing you probably, like, $20 to get it developed. Yeah, because Walgreens is, like, super expensive. And you have to wait a long time. Yeah, it's, like, a week, I think, yeah. and a half or so. So I take it to them... I'm pretty familiar with um, um, Liam's my boy out there. He yeah. always he always helps me out. Um, mm-hmm. But anytime I have like old cameras or anything, I bring it in and That's he helps me dope. or they check it out. They're like, oh, this is so cool, yeah. you know. It's like I don't know anything about There's these cameras. About film cameras too that are just like so much different than the regular digital cameras. Yeah. Like, ugh. I don't know. There's just like something behind the like nostalgia and history behind and it. And those are the type of cameras you can bring into concerts too. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to bring a camera if it has a detachable lens. So yeah. if you're shooting with like a Canon AE1 mm-hmm. or like a Pentax or anything like that, yeah. most of the t- you're not going to be allowed to bring it in. Yeah. But if you have um, little point and shoot. Yep, I have a bunch kinda. of points and shoots. Uh, my Olympus is my favorite yeah. one. Jamie just gave me her dad's old Olympus, and it is beautiful the photos that i took on it i was like this is film how because it looked like i took it on my camera really and the best part about is that the ones that you were posting on your other instagram like a couple of weeks ago like that you just got back yes yes like the one with like the blue uh skies and stuff is that the ones that you're talking about um yeah i have a whole bunch arizona or something like that or where were you guys at oh are you talking about Colorado. It, yeah, it was your. Yeah, I was in. I was in Colorado. Gotcha. Yeah, there's so many. I'll show you some real quick because I, I really need to. Super I really guessed. need to. I haven't. I'm gonna make um, new orders for prints uh-huh. for them, but they're so. Ugh. Just bomb. Just. How's the uh, the print process for you too? Like, it's a very. Do you see like a lot of success with that. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah. So when I went to, um, I got asked to be the guest speaker and mm-hmm. have a booth at um, the Art Creative Youth, and it was mm-hmm. made by Erica Benson and George Holtz, if mm-hmm. I'm correct on his last name. Yeah. But they invited me out, and so I didn't realize that it was kind of it was kind of more of like a high school thing, yeah. and I was the only 21 year old there. Hey, it's all good. But it's all good. It was so cool to be a part of something, you know, with so many young kids. Yeah. And those young kids, like, look up to me. Like, I have no idea that people, like, 
kind of low-key fangirl yeah. over me, you know? Uh-huh. So it was like I went there and I had all these kids come up to me and yeah. I was like, it, it made my, it made like my day. Story, There's something about like your story. I think like, it's you're very personal. Yes, because you know? I'm very open. Yeah. I'm very open about my life mm-hmm. and what I've been through yeah. and a lot of people are scared yeah. to tell their story. Well, but I've been like, telling my story for yeah, years, yeah. you know? Like, I'm not... About, like, you know, putting your story out there, it feels like people are connected to you. They can relate. Yeah. It's yes. like, you know, they kind of know the story based off what they've seen on social media yes. and everything like that, you know, because you are very vocal about, like, everything that you've been yeah. through, a lot of the turmoils and everything like that. But Because I believe that if you put your story out there, other people will feel and they won't feel as alone. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like like I'm the only one going through Mm -hmm. shit, but then I realize that the shit that I'm going through is sometimes incomparable to others. Like, there's... I have a house over my head. You know, like, like there's so much that I should be thankful for, but we forget about it so much because, you know, we're too wrapped up in our daily lives that the small things start to not matter anymore but the small things are just as important as the big things in life well i think that like it's important to like share it out to the world because then nobody can use that against you either you know if it's Mm -hmm. like something that you're very like sensitive over or whatever the case is like you know somebody can't say like oh you did this that and the third if you've already like announced it to the world it's like i've accepted it you can say that shit to you to me if you want but Oh, yeah. I know the person. So. I know the person I am, and I know the yeah. person I was in high school. I wasn't the nicest person, mm-hmm. and I dealt with a lot of shit in high school, and I yeah. took it out on the people around me. Like, yeah. that's what I realized is that my home life reflected in my school life. So mm-hmm. I was so mad about my life at home that it was just me being a bad kid, yelling at kids. You know, like I, I, I was definitely a bully in high school. Yeah. I won't lie. Am I still a little bit of a bully? Absolutely, because that's just like that's like my defense mechanism yeah. mm-hmm. is to like I'm like all right, let me see if I can bully you, and if yeah. you can if you can handle my bullying, you're part of the crew. You're part of the crew. You know, if you can't take a little bit of light roasting, this Dude. ain't gonna work. Yeah, well, you know? I feel like that's good to like. You know, there's something about like all the friendships that I've kind of made to like we are always like joking around with each other or whatever the case is. You know, so you know, but there are a lot of sensitive people out yeah. there nowadays. I so, really realize you know? I've realized that there's a lot of sensitive people, yeah. and you know, those friends that I do have that are a little bit more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like the problem was is that they never communicated with me. Like, hey, like they, I don't like you don't, doing yeah. that. You know. So, like, when that's communicated, like, uh-huh. then I change. Yeah. Because I'm like, yo, like, I'm sorry. Like, just let me know. Like, if you're yeah. not if you're not comfortable with me calling you mm-hmm. this or, like, joking around about your height, like, let me know because I get it. That's all it takes you know? is, like, just you just saying. Because like, I don't hey, know I don't until really like you it. tell me. Exactly. I don't know what boundaries, like, exactly. I don't know what hurts you on a personal level yeah. until you tell me. So, like, if someone's making fun of me for something yeah. that, like, brings up, like, you know, like, high school, middle school memories uh-huh. of me being, like, bullied for that, I'm like dude stop and my girlfriend's like my girlfriend's like what why like you make fun of me and i'm like yeah but like this is something i was bullied for in middle school like please stop (laughs) but that's i mean that's really all it takes is someone expressing like hey i don't really like when you do that you know communication is something our generation lacks and it is it is you know for my major I'm a journalism major, Uh but, like, communication is a huge aspect of journalism. It's all about how I present my words to you, Mm -hmm. how I communicate it to you, you know, like, even if I use one, you know, even, like, the slightest of words Mm -hmm. can mean something so different. Yeah, well, and then there's something about, like, your tone, the way that you're presenting yourself as you're saying it, too, because, like, you know, you could ask 
like a very serious question, but if you're asking it in like a joking way, then somebody it's completely could think different. It, yeah, somebody could think that it's differently, but you know, I don't know. There's something about like you have to learn just kind of the situation that you're in, and then be able to know if you if the person is feeling that vibe. If you can ask that question, then mm-hmm. you're not crossing any boundaries and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's a good segue into like the next question that I have for you, Joe. Uh, talk about your life growing up a little bit. I know we've been kind of chopping it up about Ooh. that, but is there anything that you like, want the good or the bad or all? Give me it all. <laughs> give me it all. Give it all to the people. People want to know. Okay. Well, you know, growing up, I lived in a split house. My parents never got yeah. married, so that was. It was, it's the same thing as being yeah. divorced, basically. Because yeah. you're, you're, you got two Christmases, two Thanksgivings, yeah. which kids think it's cool. Yeah. You know, it is cool, but at the same time, it's like... You kind of want your parents to be together. Being stuck in the middle is not yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm still stuck in the middle. I'm 21 years old, and I'm still being stuck in the middle of my parents' yeah. fights. And that's ridiculous to me. Yeah. Because I'm like, you guys are grown adults. Yeah. I am a grown adult now. Yeah. I shouldn't be in the middle of your guys' fights. Especially when it doesn't involve me. Exactly. You know? Like, well, and then you have one sibling? I have two. two. You have two. Yeah, gotcha. nobody ever hears about my little brother because he's little. Word. Yeah, he's. He? I have a 13-year-old brother named Elijah. Gotcha. And then my sister... Ashley just graduated from Dowling. She's going nice. to Grand Canyon University out in Arizona. Oh shit! Yeah, Great I was like, her. I was like, you're lucky, because I wish I would have left this. Hey. I wish I would have left Iowa. It's all good. It's all good. But you know, you whatever. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Eh, whatever makes her happy. You know, I'll yeah. I'll go visit. Yeah. You know, that's enough exactly. for me that well, I get to visit. About, you got to worry about uh, the tuition and all that. Oh shit my gosh, out there. it's so Probably a little bit higher. So, yeah. Yeah. Bless you, yeah. the skies and all of it. I'm yeah. only paying 400 for tuition here. Dude, you can't $400. That. That's nothing. You can't beat that. I can make that in a week. Exactly. I can make that in two days. So you can graduate college debt-free. That's a big yes. step. That's a big yes. step well, right there. Well, I didn't realize uh-huh. um, that the loans I was taking out before was uh-huh. actually for um, housing in my meal plan. It cost almost $10,000 for a housing and meal plan at UNI. I was like, bro, I'm done with this. I was like, after this year, I'm out. I was like, I'm not doing that yeah. again. Um, so did you stay in an apartment this last year? So No, I stayed in the dorm last year, okay. but um, this year I have a house with three guys. So we'll see how that goes, because I'm the only girl, yeah. but... Um, you know, I'm definitely actually the one that takes charge yeah. because no one else wants to. Yeah, so I'm exactly. like, all right, well, things need to be done, yeah. and I'm going to make sure they get done. Well, it's like you can be, like, the mom of the house, but you also can be, like, one of the guys, too. Yeah, so, you know, yeah that's, definitely, that's definitely like, what yeah, it is. That's super dope. Um, let's see. Yeah, so I went to Waukee. My dad uh-huh. lived in Beaverdale. My mom lived in Waukee. I stayed with her until I was about, I think... 15 is when she decided she didn't want to take care of my sister and I anymore. So I've always kind of grown up where I have to take care of my siblings, which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like I understand that as a responsibility. Like, you know, it's not my job because I'm not the parent. But like I also understand like what it means to help out around the house. So I think that like, you know, if you ever decide to have kids too later down the road, then it's like you've already got your experience. That's like the biggest thing is like I will never treat my kids the way my parents treated me. Not saying that they didn't give me a decent life because they gave Mm -hmm. me a decent life, but they handled situations just not the way not the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Not the right way. Absolutely. So my parents are my dad's side is Catholic. Okay. And I'm gay, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I'm a lesbian. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so uh, you can understand how that worked yeah. out. Um, I didn't realize my sexuality until I was 
about 15 or 16. 15, 16. Yeah, so I was introduced to the actual term gay yeah. when I was like 12 or 13 because okay. that's when, you know, Ellen DeGeneres show. Were you like seeing it like in so yourself or what? It was actually my mom. Okay. So my mom had a girlfriend. Really? And we just, we thought it was her friend for years. Yeah. And my mom goes, hey, I need to tell you guys something. Like, this is my girlfriend. And me being kind of manipulated by the uh-huh. Catholic church yeah. I was like that's not okay you're going to hell like yeah. I was like I don't accept this because that's what my parents had, that's what yeah. my dad's side had uh-huh. taught me was that yeah. I had to think that way mm-hmm. and so I hated my time at my mom's house because I mm. didn't like the woman that was there mm. and it was also you know like I'm 12 years old and you're bringing yeah. someone new into my life yeah. you know like it was always like someone new's coming in every couple of years yeah. so like I'm sick of it at yeah. this point too it's kind of tough too because yeah. like, you know you want your parents to be happy but oh I wanted you know, my parents to be together because I wanted also, a normal life but yeah. it didn't work yeah. and it's never dumb two together would never work unless we're all grown up Yeah, is exactly. basically the best way exactly. to put it they don't have to deal with kids and they can yeah. just deal with each other yeah but um, that's when I first experienced and I had so much hatred towards this woman because I was like, you're taking my mom away from me. Like, you're taking time away from my family Damn. and I don't like that. Damn. And so I went through that for however many years, whatever, and I never really had the best relationship with my mom growing yeah. up. I was always daddy's girl, you know? Yeah. Like, I was the firstborn. I played football, went to the absolutely. racetrack with him. That's like, I was, the little, I was the little boy of yeah, the house. absolutely. Um, until he finally got a boy that's eight years up. later. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, no, it was my sophomore year of high school that I fell in love with my best friend. You know, that classic story. And it was like, you know, now that I'm 21 and I look back at it, Uh like, there's always, I always had a, you know, a thing for girls. I just, I just, I wasn't introduced. Yeah, but I was, I was also not told what gay was until I was 13. Yeah. You know, this is why, this is why it's important to introduce at a young age, you know, different sexualities and like saying like, you know, parents have this huge argument that like, they're too young. They won't understand. Mm -hmm. All you literally have to say is sometimes they have two mommies. Sometimes they have two daddies. That's all that you have to say. That's all it is. It it is is that that simple. It's not that hard. And I think that like, we're in a very like weird time where like, people are like always worried about like, you know, uh, oh, like, how do you guys do this? How do you guys do that? And it's mm-hmm. like, bro, is that really any of your business? No. No. You know, it's like, am I going to ask you about your sex life? No. That's so something like, that I just, experienced just, this year yeah. at you and I. So I sat at a table with a lot of, um, I had human development, and I sat at a uh-huh. table with boys from smaller schools. So, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm from Des Moines. They're yeah. from schools that have, you know, like anywhere from... 60 to less than 200 kids in their class so they're from small schools so Mm -hmm. they not saying that everyone is small-minded but they're raised with they're not introduced to that no they're not really necessarily introduced to that um and so one of the boys one day asked me out of the blue in the middle of class he Uh asked he was like so like how many dildos you have and i was like wow i was like bro what (laughs) i was like what you really had the the audacity oh, to ask me that i was crazy. like first off none because i don't need that <laughs> i was like i can, I can make her like happy without that but go ahead <laughs> damn go off go off go off i respect but, that but he asked me that and you know i the first thing i did is i looked at him and i was like you know i'm looking to see like how he's reacting and uh-huh. he's looking at all the boys like <laughs> like yeah like this is funny yeah. like was asking it Genuinely. as a joke he yeah. wasn't asking it 
because he cared. Yeah. He wasn't asking it because he wanted to know like what an actual uh, gay person's sex life consists yeah. of. He's asking it to make a joke and to make the boys laugh. Absolutely. So if you're making fun of my sexuality and you're trying to make fun, like to make it a joke in front uh-huh. of the class, that doesn't fly with me. Yeah. So, so I straight like up told him. I, place, yeah, I put him in his place. I straight up told him. I was like. I was like, do I ask you about your sex life? I was like, how many girls have you slept with? Oh, you've only slept with three. Interesting. Okay, so, so yeah. So yeah. you don't like when I ask you questions, yeah. but you can ask me. I was like, just because I'm gay uh-huh. and just because I'm one of your bros at this table doesn't yeah. mean that you can approach me in that manner. Yeah. I was like, first of all, this isn't the place to be doing it. We're yeah. in class. I'm paying for an education. Exactly. I'm here to learn. I was like, so second, of all, yeah, second of all, if you wanted to know, you could have asked me personally outside mm-hmm. of class. I'm an open book. I am completely fine with telling people that, but when you're making it a joke, yeah. like that's a personal attack yeah. on me and Absolutely. I don't I don't approve of that. Absolutely. So there's a lot of homophobia and like not as much racist, but I get a lot more like homophobia in my sc- yeah. where my school is at, yeah. and so that's like something I've really learned in the last year. Mm-hmm. Is I used to get very defensive and very mad because that's our natural natural reaction is to just throw up a wall and be like, Da-da-da-da-da. like I'm right, you're wrong, and yeah. I'm I'm right because I'm mad because that's not fair, and da da da. I've learned that you have to yelling doesn't win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you yell, you're not gonna win. Mm-hmm. So instead of it's hard to control my feelings, yeah. but I've learned that I have to suppress them and yeah. control them and instead, you know, ask them, why are you saying that? Yeah. Like, do you, I want, I ask them, like, do you realize what you're saying is mm-hmm. not okay? Well, and I think that, like, there's something about, like, I think that people want to get a rise out of you. So, like, if mm-hmm. you're going to go off and explode on them, that's, like, what they're hoping. Yeah. So, like, but if you can, like, just kind of calm Calmly. yourself down and just like you seem so kindness. much more professional yeah just like kill them with kindness in a sense it's like damn they're not gonna have anything to say after that yeah and they're gonna be the ones that are like oh shit like she just put me in my place type shit so because you know. that's that's like one thing that i wish guys did more often is i wish that guys held other guys accountable yeah i think that that's like one big problem you see with mm-hmm. men is that like oh, your bro went and raped someone, but you're still friends with them? Yeah, see, that's Like, wrong. are you kidding me? Like, you have women in your family. Yeah. You have a mom. Yeah. You, you might have sisters, mm-hmm. aunts, grandmothers. You have women in your family, yeah. and you're going to be okay with a man yeah. raping someone, and you're going to still be friends with them? Yeah. The, like, that's that wrong. concept blows my mind. Yeah. Because, like, I know people that have been accused of raping, and I don't talk to them. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they never went through trial. I don't know what the verdict if is. But even if there true. is, like, a, you know, even if there's rumors about that, like, like you, gotta you gotta be on the outside. Yeah, that. I'm pushing you to the outside yeah. for now because I don't know who you are as a yeah. person, and that's not cool with me. Yeah. But you just, you have guys saying things that, like, aren't okay yeah. and other guys laugh and mm-hmm. you never see that one guy like being like yo bro like that ain't that funny like yeah. that's not cool yeah. like making fun of her for working out isn't cool like yeah. at least she's working out because I don't exactly. you know like exactly. the other day I was I was in the car with my my god siblings uh-huh. and she, um, one of the the little boy was like mm-hmm. oh you should yell at her for run, as she runs by because she's working out and I was like why would I do that I was like there's no that doesn't make sense. I was like, yeah. I don't work out. Like, props to her for working yeah, out. Yeah, so, facts. She's you trying know? to get that shit going. Yeah, it's, I, that's one thing that I wish for for this yeah. next generation is that, you know, I hope that all people yeah. hold each other accountable, but specifically men. Yeah. Because... Well, I think that, like, it takes just one person. It takes one person to yeah. just 
shut someone yeah, down. Yeah, because it's like, I was like, I was kind of in that situation growing up too. Like, I mean, I played sports. All my guy friends were like, you know, very against like either the gay stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, like different, even the different races. And like, I was a part of like, I'm black and white. So like, you know, it was kind of. You kind of conform and you yeah, become a part of it because uh-huh. you don't want to be the odd one out. Yeah, but then it's like. When I became, like, probably a junior, senior in high school, I took, like, a class that kind of opened my eyes to a lot of different stuff. And then, you know, I came to, like, one of our uh, friend gatherings or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people were, like, making gay jokes and all this stuff or, like, you know, using the N-word and stuff like this. And I'm like, hey, bro, like, I'm just going to let you know, like, that is not okay and you should not be doing that. And I think that, like, after that point, they definitely like switched yeah and they were like holy shit like like you know i definitely we shouldn't be doing this stuff and it kind of just took one person in our friend group yep. to kind of just to stop that yeah so That's, i think that like you know it took me a long time to figure that out and you know it sucks that like i wasn't doing that from the jump mm-hmm. but you know i think that that comes with learning and like growing and like knowing who you are as a person because like you know I love all different people like you know I love gay people I love straight people I love you know even you love people like, yeah that's exactly. all that matters like, you don't you know, have to even have that title there you love yeah, people you know like, and then when it comes down to like someone telling you like oh yeah like like some of my guy friends have mm-hmm. recently came out to me and they're like yeah I'm bisexual and I'm like bro it's that's like, cool bro, I'm like great let's out. go to the gay bar like exactly. I'm glad that I have like other gay friends because like that's something that I don't really have in Iowa Mm -hmm. and I don't mind it I don't really have gay friends here I don't have gay girlfriends and that's because like I've experienced what gay girlfriends are like yeah and it's just it's tricky yeah it's like when I broke up with my last girlfriend Uh one of my you know we weren't really close but Uh you know we've known each other for years we went to pride together like we hung out during the school year she yeah. was she was a gay girl and she was my friend mm-hmm. and when i broke up with my ex they hooked up and i was like wow just like that huh i was like you're my friend you've known me for three years and you just hooked up with my that ex sucks. and you're just like didn't care yeah and i was like i would never i would never disrespect anyone yeah. like that like if you're my friend and you dated this person like the first thing you have to do is ask like yeah. if you have that strong of feelings for someone if you ask Same me i would be like yeah, like, you know, like, go ahead, it, bro. Like, do your thing, Yeah, bro. you know, like, it was it was fresh out of our relationship. Yeah. So, like, wasn't cool with it. But, yeah. like, if they were to ask me now, I'd be like, go ahead, dude. Like, if that's You're what makes happy. you happy, like, go You're ahead. Happy. Like, I'd, I don't happy. care. Yeah, but, like, that's especially, that is a main reason why I do not have gay girlfriends here. Yeah. They are very problematic. Yeah. And there's so much drama because the gay community is small. Yeah. So, you only have, like, about... 30 lesbians yeah. you know and so when you get all those lesbians together we all have either fucked each other Damn. know each other Damn. or know someone that has fucked someone yeah. in that group yeah so it's like it's kind of crazy it's, yes it's and this, this i mean like that's the same thing for gay guys mm-hmm. but there's a lot more gay guys here than there are gay girls Word. so like the gay cliques here are uh-huh. very small and clicky and i you know yeah. that's just something i don't want to be a part of i, I i'm totally cool just being with my girlfriend and doing our thing and exactly. i have like gay guys friends and i love them i think i get along better with gay guys than i do gay girls yeah um but you know i wouldn't mind having gay girlfriends but it's just like if you're gonna be problematic like that i don't want that like all my good friends that are gay girls Uh are across the u.s and they're like grown yeah you know they're not 18 19 20 years old they're 
21, 23, 26, yeah, you know, like they're, they're adults. Yeah. And so they don't play with that type of nonsense because yeah. they understand like, like that's not, shit. yes, exactly. But yeah, what was oh, I was talking about my life? Okay. Yeah. So uh, talk to me about like uh, the experience of you going to Waukee, kind of like you know, because I know that that school is you definitely know, like Waukee's a lot more open, I would they? say, okay. than other schools. So okay. I didn't, I didn't actually, I never really like came out, you know, okay. in high school. I've always believed there is no reason for me to come out because straight kids don't come out. Exactly. So what would be the purpose of me coming out you know if I bring home a girl great I bring home a girl if I bring home a boy great like at the end exactly. of the day parents should just like accept you yeah you know exactly. like you're happy that's all exactly. that matters um, but when I did like tell people about it everyone was extremely accepting like some people were like that's what awesome. I never would have guessed and I was like really but I feel like are you, you know, sure I feel like there's a lot of girls that dress like guys still too like even in our day yeah. and age like you know there's a lot of uh like a big thing is like girls wearing their boyfriend's sweatshirts yeah. and like people don't want to like stereotype that. so I totally yeah. understand but there's mm-hmm. definitely like a gay look you know yeah. like you know like I don't want to like some people I'm like I'm like are you gay or or, or what but like yeah. I mean you look at my girlfriend and you're like straight like you would assume that she's straight yeah. and that's you know it's hard to distinguish yeah and that's that's another thing that makes like gay culture in Iowa so hard it's yeah. so hard to figure out who's gay because yeah. like you look at me and you're like okay she's one of the boys like she's probably gay yeah. you're right I am exactly. and then you look at Jamie and you're like uh she's a feminine like yeah feminine is it's so hard to figure out what feminine girls are gay yeah. and not gay yeah cause I feel like that's really hard until like you know you go up to somebody and just have a conversation with them yeah and then they're like hey I'm just gonna let you know I'm actually lesbian yes you would never you would never know unless you ask yeah um but no walkie was really accepting Uh um i would say more accepting than my college yeah more accepting than cedar falls for sure um when i came out to my friends Uh they were that you know like because i was raised in a catholic house so like when i realized when i fell for my friend and you know, we ended up kissing, and then she spread a rumor that I kissed her, but it was reverse. Oh, you know, shit. that type yeah. of thing. Uh-huh. So then, like, I was, like, freaking out because I was, like, oh, my God, like, everyone's going to know. And, like, no one really found out yeah. about it. I, I still got to, like, tell the people I wanted uh-huh. to tell. But at that time of my life, you know, I was kind of – all that I can remember from it is uh-huh. just spiraling. I just went into a downward spiral because – in my head being gay was wrong and that's what I was supposed to believe Uh you know with the church that I grew up in I was supposed to believe that my sexuality was not okay Mm -hmm. that I shouldn't be feeling like this it was unnatural not normal Mm -hmm. and so I would I just remember like for quite a few months just I would cry myself to sleep Mm -hmm. because I would just be like like why can't you change me God like why did you make me like this like I was fine uh, before and now why am I like this like I, I'm not going to go to heaven. Like, I cried because I was so convinced that I was going to go to hell yeah. for loving someone that yeah. was the same gender as me. Well, and then that's, like, really hard, too, because, you know, the the religion thing is, like, something that's very prominent in a lot of people's lives. And, like, I grew up very religious, too. I've kind of steered away from it as I've steered away from it yeah, as well. just because, like, you know... It's it no, kind of no makes me talk to anybody that's no, religious you know, out there. No, like, if you have your religion, go after it. Do yeah, whatever you want. Exactly. But it's just... I think that my upbringing and my religion made me uncomfortable. And now that, like, 
now when I go to church, like I don't go to church because I want to. I go to church to make my family happy. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like I'm compromising. Exactly. I'm like, you know, Grandpa, you want me to go to church? I'll go to church with you. Yeah. Like, you don't have Grandma here anymore. Yeah. Like, I'll go with you. Well, and then, like, I think that, like, specifically for a lot of the, uh, what was it, like the Ten Commandments or whatever, like, you know, with the, a man shall not sleep with another man and stuff. It's yeah. like, you know, a lot of my ideals the religious community just doesn't agree with and I'm just like I just can't get behind that yeah. but it's like you know no jock to you if you want to be religious bro like go ahead and do your thing you know I'm not going to jock you I'm still going to hang out with you you know if you got different views than I do on things as long as you can like respect me and you can like take my like thoughts and kind of run with them and like we can have a like a civil conversation yeah. about it then more power to you I'll be your friend whatever I think for me what mm-hmm. I've realized um, just being like a journalism major uh-huh. and like I've had to study uh, this spring semester I had to go to a class it's called journalism law and ethics yeah so you know some of these decisions were reading court cases and having to like break them down and try to understand mm-hmm. them so what we have to do is we have to you know look at these cases which are <laughs> extremely hard because they yeah. speak so sophisticated and uh-huh. then we break it down write it in a more you know common common language so Uh people can actually understand them absolutely and my thing that i've realized after this class is that religion just causes a lot of problems yeah and that's one reason why i've steered away from it yeah because you look at all of these beliefs that people have Mm -hmm. and it's based off of typically their religion Mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's off of their their morals and how they ethically think but most of the time it's based off of their religious beliefs yeah and it it just makes me so angry because I'm like if we would just take religion cut it out throw it away Mm -hmm. and not put it into law not put it into politics not put it into discussion Mm -hmm. do you know how many how much people would actually get along with each other the world would be a lot simpler there wouldn't be wars they wouldn't like a lot of wars even are like based off religious beliefs yes like it's insane because I believe in this god and you believe in that god like it's just it's so dumb to me you're not going to accept gays because of something you read in a bible you're not going to accept you're not going to accept this person because you're not going to accept a transgender person because of something you read like it it blows my mind because yeah. at the end of the day I see people as people I don't yeah. see it based off of what a book tells me well, and then it's like it's super insane to see like how parents even like don't even accept their own flesh and blood like and yeah, they so like when think I... of themselves as like less than because they brought this person into the mm-hmm. world and shit it's just insane to me that like people actually can do that my um so I didn't come out like to the whole world uh-huh. really until I started dating my last girlfriend Sarah mm-hmm. um, and it was when I had chemo so for any of any of the people that are going to listen watch this whatever yeah. I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's Burkitt's lymphoma stage 4 mm-hmm. five weeks into my first year of college and so I had to drop out and that's why I'm on my third year now, but I should be on my yeah. last year of college, which yeah. sucks. It's okay. But, you know, yeah, I, it's okay. I, if I wouldn't have taken that treatment and dropped out, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, so exactly. It, exactly. Who cares you if I'm in do, school for, yeah, who cares do. if I'm in school for another year? But exactly. anyways, I didn't tell my parents. So I was 18 at that time, and I didn't uh-huh. tell them during my first round, until my first round of chemo. Mm. Because I was like, what if I die? Yeah. You know, like. You want to be yourself and your authentic yes. self with your parents. And so I was going through my first round of chemo, and it was just me and my dad in my room. And I was like working up the courage to finally tell him. And I yeah. was like, 
sitting there with my machine hooked up into me and everything and I remember just he was holding my hand and I was crying and he was like what is it like what do you need to tell me and I was like I was like dad I'm gay like I've always been gay and he's like oh I know and I was like <laughs> I was like bro what he's like yeah I know about Courtney and Hannah and Jessica and I was like whoa I was like, you're telling me you knew about Shout my girlfriends? I was like, you knew about my girlfriends? You knew I had sleepovers with them and you were okay with it? I was like, I don't understand your logic here, but A. Respect. Respect. <laughs> respect, respect. Like, you knew what I was doing. Oh God, like, oh come on now. Well, and then I think that, like, you know, there's probably a difference between, like, being gay versus, like, a straight relationship because, like, you know, obviously you're not going to get pregnant. Yeah. So, like, I, think I mean, that that's, that's great. I, that's that. I love that. I love that. But that's also, that's it's also, too. it's a difficult thing when you're older is, like, yeah. you know, like, you guys get the, cho- you guys get the choice. Yeah. You know, you can, you can make a baby whenever you want. Exactly. I have to plan. Yeah. Like, months ahead of time. Yeah. I have to save up money for adoption fees, you yeah. know, if I choose to do that. Yeah. And that's actually, like, literally just a discussion I had with my godmother uh, last Last night, as we talked about, you know, this new abortion law that's going through and yeah, everything, because that shit's fucked up. Shit's yes, fucked up. and it was interesting to talk to her because she's a Christian. Yeah. I'm a Catholic, but I don't uh-huh. religiously preach my beliefs. Uh-huh. And she's an adoptive parent, and I've never talked to an adoptive parent about what no they shit. feel like about abortion. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm very pro-choice. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, you can be, you can be a pro-life for yourself but exactly. be pro-choice for other people's yeah, bodies absolutely. because at the end of the day i believe you know you 100 percent can make your own choices in life and if the, you know at the end of the day they're gonna have to carry that burden that they yeah. had to let go of what was going to be their child absolutely. like that that right there is something you carry with you forever yeah, exactly um so it's not just like abort a baby and on to the next one yeah. like no like it, it's traumatic either yeah. way if you have the child and give it up for adoption or if you don't have it it's traumatic either way yeah. and she was talking to me about it and it was interesting because we were both you know she has her views and she can't have kids so she adopted two kids uh-huh. and she's extremely grateful for those kids but she was like she was like you know i can't have kids so for a woman that can have kids to be to say i'm going to get rid of this kid because i can't do it mm. like there's people like me that would gladly take, take that kid yeah. and you know the, the the discussion always comes back to well yeah. what about the rest of the kids that are sitting in orphanages yeah. you know like it's it's hard for me to sympathize you know for the people that are like well i would take the kids off their hands well what about all the other kids? Yeah. You know, what about the... Because you can't take everybody. Yeah, I was like, there's thousands of kids that are still sitting in yeah. not well places with yeah. no families. Yeah. And it's hard for me to say, you know what, like, yep, throw a kid into adoption because there's no guarantee. Yeah. It's just kind of luck at the draw. Yeah. Well, and then, like, half of them don't even, like, graduate high school or, no. you know, don't even make it through, like, 18 years old, like, mm-hmm. die because of certain circumstances or whatever the case is. So, like... You know, it's definitely a tough... It's a very interesting subject to talk about, you know, but at the end of the day, like I said, I'm very equality. Mm -hmm. Equality is my, you know, probably like the biggest thing in my head when it comes to just people in general. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I can't choose what someone wants to do with their body. And there can't be a law that restricts what someone wants to do with their body. I think that's like the biggest thing for me is that there shouldn't be a law that restricts women on what they can do with their body. There should be a law that should restrict men then as well. Well, I think that the part to me that's really just bullshit is like that it's all men 
making these fucking making the decision and i'm like like i looked at like on twitter there was like a picture of like i think it was like 16 different people and they were all guys all white men making these decisions for females i'm like in what world does that make how sense? How can how can a man make decisions about a female's body if they don't have the same autonomy as us? Like exactly. you don't have the same parts. You don't have to deal with carrying yeah, the child. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, because it's like you're you know, not the one that has to have the baby ripped out of exactly. you when you want to abort a baby. So like, how are you the one to say that it's okay or not? Yeah. You know that's that's a that's the hard thing to distinguish is that there's God laws. Yeah. There's you know there's laws by God uh-huh. and then there's man-made laws. Yeah. And, you know, in, in all honesty, if you really look at it, by the law, we shouldn't. Thou shall not kill. Yeah. That, that's a law. You know? That's, that's God's law. But then it's like, but man-made law. That do it too, you know? So. Yeah, the man-made law is, you know, at the, right now, at this point, if you want to get rid of your baby, you can. Mm-hmm. And who am I to judge your situation, what you're going through, and say, you know what? You can't, you can't have that kid. Yeah. Like, you, you're going to have to have it. Yeah. Sorry, that's See, the law. that's just wrong to me, too. This world is already at a high capacity of people. Yeah. Like, we're overflowing. We're running. The world is falling apart. Yeah. This isn't the best time to be having a kid. Yeah, that's why exactly. you're seeing a huge drop yeah. in people our age having kids because it's so much money. This world is falling to pieces. Yeah, it is. Quite, quite literally, yeah, it, is, it, is. it is on the brink of falling apart. Yeah. And so it's like, why would I want to bring a kid into a world full of hate? You know, because exactly. like I, I told, I told my godmother, I was like, you're telling me if this law passes as a lesbian, uh-huh. which that is what I have been. That is, uh-huh. you know, that is that is what I am, uh-huh. what I've been since the day I was born. It just Absolutely. took me a long time to realize it. Absolutely. As a lesbian, if I were to be raped by a man, I would have to have that kid. If that was, if that was the law, that makes no sense you're telling me i have to carry a child by that you don't want that i don't want that you know that's like traumatic yeah like i don't like men in that sense i i never have and you're telling me that now i have to carry someone's kid because they did that to me or even if that were to happen to my like girlfriend no yeah people are going to find a way to get rid of that kid yeah exactly and And you might as well make it safe make it safe like you're giving up either one life or you're giving up two so you know that's just kind it's, of it's an interesting thing there's it's, a lot going on with the world that just needs to it needs to change be settled needs, yeah yeah i feel like for the longest time we've just been on this roller coaster and we're never you know we're never just cruising yeah it's just like and then it's always oh, like just a divide down. it's always just a divide between everything like there's this side and then there's that side it's like conservatives and democrats yeah, it's and, like I like just get rid of all that shit. Just like politics just makes me everybody. Politics just makes me so bad. Yeah, because it's a a tough. It's it's a tricky situation. Yeah, but getting into some of the other questions I have here for you, Joe. Though uh, you face a lot of turmoil in life. What kind of like keeps you so positive about? Like, because I always see, like, on Instagram, and you're always posting stories and stuff about, like, how happy you are, how, like, you know, you're tweeting about it, or whatever the case is. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you're seeing what I want you to see. uh Uh-huh. You know? Like, that's, like, the biggest thing that I have to tell people Mm -hmm. is because I had this girl um, message me about when I was tweeting about you and I, because Mm -hmm. I was just talking about how it's really going downhill. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love my professors. I love my friends that I have there, and I love you know how small the campus is mm-hmm. but 
the campus and the people that inhabit it itself I don't really care for because they're not the best people it's like a big it's like a giant high school is what I go is what I go to so there's lots of drama there's lots of people hooking up with other people that you know like it's it's not the best environment Uh and so this girl messaged me Uh because what was going to happen is we had budget cuts and some of the budget cuts that they're making to the school is that they were going to take away our shuttle bus Oh, which some kids rely on that in order I to get to I class. Saw you tweet about that yeah. Too, yeah. So you know, like these are all things. So shuttle bus was one of them. They're closing the dining centers on certain days, so you have to like walk across campus to the other one. And I was like, in the winter time, you're gonna have kids walking across campus and like sacrificing negative, their bodies and to eat. That. Yeah, to eat three For times a, a day. Human necessity. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't make sense. And another thing that they're doing is they're doing something with the mental health care where you get like a certain amount of visits for free and then after that you have to start paying a copay and so you know these aren't things that like directly affect me but I care about the people there and I know people at that school that rely on those things so to me like that makes me upset because that is affecting the people that I I I know and that I love and that makes me angry. Yeah. Like those type of things should make people angry. Exactly. And you don't see anyone getting mad about it because it doesn't affect them. People care about themselves more than they care about others. Yeah. And so I started tweeting about it because I was like, I was like, you're cutting this and you have all this money and you're putting it back into athletics yeah. instead of providing a shuttle bus for it's students. Bullshit. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so like I'm tweeting about it. And I'm like, I wish I could go to a different school. You know, if I could and I had the money to, Uh I would make that jump. And this girl decides to message me and was like, well, clearly you're unhappy here. Like, I don't see why you don't go somewhere else. And I was like, I was like, I'm unhappy with how the university handles things. I'm not unhappy with my my job and like I'm not unhappy with my my schooling. I'm unhappy with how they handle things because it's it's not the right way. Yeah, exactly. she was like, well, why don't you go to Iowa State? Like, you can do journalism there. I was like, they don't have my major. You don't understand. My major is not offered anywhere in Iowa other than you and I. It's digital media journalism. That's a specific major. Yeah. You know, it's like a, you know, it's like if someone were to do business, but they want to do this type of business, yeah, you know, it's like exactly. a specific category. Exactly. And she's like, well, you're barely at school as it is. Like, you barely go to class from what it looks like. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Um, <laughs> Who do you know my schedule? Um, do you have it on the back of your hand? Do you know me? No. I was like, you know what I let you know. Exactly. You see what I let you see. Exactly. I was like, I go to my classes. Yeah. yeah I skip some classes just like every other student does. I only have classes Tuesday and Thursday though, and that makes that in my head. I'm like, bro, you have to go to class. You only have it twice a week. Exactly. Like I'm not gonna skip it. Exactly. So for her to try and tell me about my own life, I was like. I was like, go ahead. I was like, please continue. I was like, continue to try and tell me what my life is like because you have no idea. You don't, you don't live it. You don't live in my shoes. Yeah. And so. I think that's a huge thing in our society right now too. Oh yeah. Trying to tell. Tell us what what our lives are supposed to be like. It's like. And so you know, at the end of the day, I always tell people, you see what I want you to see. You know, you don't you don't see all of the extra stuff that I'm going on with. I pick, you know, I pick and choose what I want others to hear about Absolutely. because I have that opportunity where I can share my life on social media Absolutely. and I, I can share my story. Sometimes, you know, I think the biggest reason most people don't share uh-huh. what's going on with them is because 
they're too afraid that they're going to get backlash from mm. it or they're too afraid that other people are going to be like oh she's crying for attention Absolutely. i'm not crying for attention i'm i'm releasing my feelings yeah. i'm getting it out there yeah. whether it's journaling photography if i want to tweet about it then i'm going to tweet about yeah. it nobody can stop me about what, what i want I to do with my life like, tweeting too is like there's something like if you can tell your story it can like affect somebody else it can affect too. others and it's like and that's exactly why i tweeted so yeah. passionately about the changes that were being made at uh-huh. school because not a lot of people care yeah and it can and get so other people if talking. i tweet about it and i talk about hey i'm gonna tell you what i got a friend he goes he lives in waterloo he is paralyzed from the waist down he has no car so he relies on the bus to get to class yeah how does that make you feel that they're taking away the bus mm. i was like he's paralyzed he doesn't have access do. he doesn't have access to a car. Yeah. The bus is the only way of that he gets to school. Yeah. Do you expect him to manually push himself on his wheelchair all the way to Cedar Falls? Fuck like no. that's what made me angry. Yeah. And so I share stories like that. You share other people's stories and it, it sparks something. Yeah. It ignites something. Exactly. And so, you know, like as of recently, mm-hmm. um, like I've been going through stuff with my dad and I haven't shared that on social media yeah. because I just haven't been able to put it into words. Uh-huh. But in my head, like I've been telling myself, Jordan, you need to sit down. You need a journal. Yeah. Like you need to write poetry yeah. about it because I used to do a lot of poetry, but then yeah. I kind of stopped because I was like, Hey, I'm good at photography. Like this is what I'm going to start yeah, doing. Absolutely. But like, hopefully soon I'll release some poems. So uh-huh. be on, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout. Yeah. Be on the with lookout. the photos probably in the background type shit. Is that hail? Holy! <laughs> Shout out to the hail one time outside right now. Yeah, That's man, this sound like golf balls outside. Yeah. You can really like, hear I that. Somebody's rolling something. Wow. Oh my gosh! Okay. Dent my car or something. <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'm I'm a little afraid, but yeah. uh, hopefully my car can hold up out exactly. there. But yeah, you know, like I'm going through stuff with my dad right now, yeah. where he's, you know, he's telling me that I basically I have to ask to come home wow. after college. You know, like I have to ask if I can stay at his place. Mm. I, so it's not like an open door kind no, of thing. No, which to me, you know, like I see all my friends and all the walkie kids I grew up with, yeah. they have a home to go to. Mm-hmm. I don't have necessarily a home where I feel comfortable to go home to. And so I, con- I came home and we got into a huge fight because it was 9.30 on a Sunday. And so my brother had school the next day. My sister had school the next day. Yeah. And it was 9.30 and he left at like 6, didn't tell us where he was going. And we're like, oh, he'll come back with food. Like, yeah. you know, like that's that's like h- kind of how it works in our house. Like, yeah. oh, he, he'll come back with food. Yeah. And then like eight o'clock rolls around and we're all hungry. And so like I'm looking in the kitchen, like what can I make? And it's a lot yeah. of like frozen junk, really. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not, not going to make, shit. I'm not making patties yeah. or oatmeal for three kids and calling that dinner. Yeah. Like, like that's not a meal, you know, yeah. like I want to cook them like vegetables and like, yeah. Like meat some or something, you know, like chicken, you yeah. know, like something that I can cook. There wasn't mm-hmm. anything to cook. It was all either expired or frozen. Damn. And so oh, my brother calls down. He's like, when are you bringing food? And my bro- my dad's like, well, Jordan and Ashley have jobs. They can feed themselves. And I was like, so I have to, I was like, I have to pay for my own food and I have to ask to come home. I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Like, and so we got into this huge fight and he was like, you can't expect to be fed around here, like blah, 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 like mm. you're 21 years old. When I was 20, I was living in my own place and mm. feeding myself. And I was like, okay, dad, well, I, I'm 
I'm not living in my own yeah. place. Like, I'm sorry that I didn't have the same experience yeah. as you, but like, I come here to take some of that financial burden off myself yeah. because I financially support myself. You mm-hmm. know, I pay for everything except for car insurance and medical insurance. Yeah. Other than that, I pay for my own medical bills. Yeah. I pay for college. I pay for anything that needs to be done to my car. Mm-hmm. So like, I have to fight for myself. Yeah. And I'm asking for just a couple days to live here and to to be to have skin. food that I can eat. Yeah. And he blew up on me and you know the communication thing like i said parents don't understand that the way that they communicate with children like it has to change yeah like i told him i said dad you know because i've I've really grown up in the last Mm -hmm. year and that's something that i've seen you know i think it's part of like being in the last relationship i was Mm in you know opened my eyes to a lot yeah and so i've I've grown up in a lot a lot in the last year i've learned Mm -hmm. how to control my anger i've learned how to address situations that upset Mm me and i said all right dad well can you just communicate better with me next time like he just sent me a quick text saying, hey, out with Papa, grab dinner, I'll pay you back. That's all you have to do. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, can you do that? Like, can we just communicate better? He's like, I'm not going to compromise. I don't need to communicate better with you. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, what? you know, whatever. Like, he's very stubborn-minded. And yeah. I'm like, you know, for the longest time, I just, anytime he yelled at me and was upset, I just cowered. You know, like, mm-hmm. I accept it, didn't say anything. But I'm 21 now. Yeah. I, you know, like, I know you that I'm not, I'm not 100% in the wrong, like, you're in the wrong too because you could have just sent a text yeah and now you're blowing up at me yelling at me because you don't know how to control your anger well like maybe because like you know he's always been the dad you know he's always had to look after you but now that Mm -hmm. you've grown he expects me to look after them yeah but i'm like bro your son's 13 he should be able to cook for himself i shouldn't i shouldn't have to go get food for your kids also treat you like an adult then too exactly and so so i said the adult thing to him because Uh he says to me he goes well that's the difference between me and you is i choose to be better and step up to the plate and Mm -hmm. you don't you wait to be told Mm. and that just rubbed me the wrong way wow and so i looked at him and like i was already crying at this point because he makes he makes me feel little he makes me feel like a child and that's what i don't like and i said all right, dad, well, I'm going to remove myself from this situation because I'm upset and I'm going to say things that I don't want to say and I'm going to go upstairs because that's the best way that I can, you know, handle it. And he got up and started following me upstairs and goes, all right, we'll pack your bags and we'll move you out right now then. I was like, it was, took everything inside me to just control myself because I was like, I'm going to lose my shit if you keep yeah. talking to me like I'm a kid. Yeah. And so I packed my bag and I went, drove off to my girlfriend's house and mm-hmm. didn't come back for a week because I was like, I'm like, this is my home, yeah. but it's not my home. I don't yeah. feel comfortable here. Yeah. I feel like, you know, like I take all these steps and I show that like, I'm an adult now. I'm mm-hmm. doing adult things. I'm paying my bills. I'm doing yeah. this and that. And he still makes me feel like a kid. That's and so bad. like, that's why I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Like I, I'm not. I don't speak to my mom. Yeah. I don't speak to my dad because I've learned, you know, like, you know, hopefully I work things out with my dad, but as of right now, it's just, it's just you know, cutting him out is what's best for me. Yeah. And like with my mom, she's always been very immature and very, you know, she's 40, 44 and acts 20. Mm. You know, she works as a bartender, so she's around young people. Yeah. And so she thinks that she's one of them. <gasps> like you are who you hang around to. Exactly. Too, you and, know? you know, I've realized you know, she, she's got a big mouth and she talks a lot and I had to cut her out of my life because I was like, you got rid of me and my sister at a young age and then you decided to get rid of my brother at 13. Mm -hmm. I was like, you were never prepared to be a mom and I understand that she tried her best, 
but like to give up all three of your kids and now you're gonna go get married to some guy you've know you've been dating for six months Ugh. and then you wanna move? It's tough. I was like I told her I said, Have a good life, have a good yeah. new life, but like I don't need you contacting me. Yeah. There's no point. Like, well, because then it's like that emotional attachment is going in oh, and out. In, in and, and out. out. Exactly. Like, you know, you want I, something stable. And I tried. Yeah. You know, when I when I left for college, you know, mm-hmm. I I realized that you, you're going to need your parents. Yeah. And so I, I tried to mend that relationship, yeah. and it got a lot better. And then all of a sudden, this random man pops into our life, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "You want me to call him, Dad? Like, I'm not doing that." Yeah. Exactly. And, and it it just you know it went its own ways, but like like I said. People don't know that because I don't, don't I don't share that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not preaching that because uh-huh. I haven't found the right way that I want to share that with others. Because I'm sure yeah. there's other people out there that have crappy parents that, you know, like, that kicked them out of the house. Yeah. That, like, oh, you're 18, you're not allowed to come back yeah. here anymore. And I think that's a very prominent thing in our society, too, is that, like, you know, everybody's expected at the age of 18 to just move out of the house. To just grow up. Yeah, it's like... That, that's pretty hard to do low yeah. key because it's like you know if you haven't had that experience it's not like they teach you how to be an adult oh, yeah. in high school or whatever the case no. is like I have no idea I ask my parents questions all the time yeah mm-hmm. you know I anytime I'm sick I call my stepmom I used to call my grandma because she was a, she was a nurse yeah. and so like that's what I go to because I'm comfortable yeah. but like I said you're only seeing what people want you to see mm-hmm. so when you see me and Jamie's relationship you're only seeing what I want you to mm-hmm. see you're seeing the happy Absolutely. stuff you know, Absolutely. we still we still fight. We still get into arguments. We've been having a communication problem for quite some time now, yeah. and we just now addressed it. You know, yeah. things are getting better, but you only see what I want you to see, yeah. and that is so important to understand. Yeah. Is that you're only seeing this much of my life when you have when I have this, this much yeah. more. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because I've been through. You know, like like that stuff with my dad. Like uh-huh. that's it brings up so many memories as from my childhood and it's been triggering me so much this week like i you know like this last week i've been i think i cried for like four days because i just kept thinking about my childhood and i was like i feel so small i feel so insignificant and unwanted as a child and like that's not how i should feel you know so it's like everyone's struggling everyone's going through things but i only show you what i want you to see you know when the time comes that i want to share this with the public whether or not mm-hmm. I choose to you know You'll I can figure out I, how to articulate exactly everything like I can that. make that I can make I can choose to make yeah. that personal decision absolutely which is you know something that's great about having our freedom of speech and having our mm-hmm. our own lives is we can share what we want to share exactly. but I find it important to share the bad too mm-hmm. I don't I don't put that stuff out there to make people feel bad for me yeah you know it's like I post that type of stuff because I'm releasing my own emotions exactly. and then I'm also doing it with the idea in my head that you know someone out here is going to be able to understand exactly. they're going to be able to relate and then they can message me saying yo I'm going through this like what do you do yeah. like what do you do in this situation like just that like appreciation that you shared this mm-hmm. like they're going through the same thing it's yeah, never you know it's key. never me trying to do it out of pity yeah. it's just me trying to share your stuff exactly your story you know? cause like right now mm-hmm. um Last year, my parents decided to start handing me my medical bills. Mm. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, you have me paying for college, and now you want me to pay my med. And these are from cancer. That's the the shitty thing, is that I don't have cancer anymore, but I still have it. Yeah. So, like, before, 
you know, cancer was living inside of me. Like I controlled it. I got rid of it. But now I'm living inside of cancer is like the way that I put it is because I still have to get checked up twice a year, every year. I still have to go get labs done. Mm. I still have to, you know, I still have to do all these checkups until a certain, you know, until I reach like three years or five years, something like that. And then I can do it once a year. But like, I'm supposed to be getting my cancer scan on June June 3rd. Uh-huh. And they sent me the price estimate because this is my this would be my first time going to the hospital and I have to pay that bill. Mm. So like I already have $10,000 in medical bills that have been sitting since 2017 wow. because my parents decided to hand it over to me and I was like I can't pay for college and pay for medical bills at the same time. That's mm. that would be 30 grand right there. Uh, I don't got that kind of money. That's I would have to terrible. drop out of college and work full time just yeah. to try and get that much, and, and I wouldn't be able yourself. to. I wouldn't be able to get a job where I can make thirty yeah. grand in a year, you know. Damn. So I get this price estimate in the mail after insurance. So nine thousand dollars uh-huh. just for me to get a checkup. After insurance, it's still over two thousand dollars. So I'm at this point in my life right now where I have to decide. All right, do I save my money this summer and get checked up and pay for it, or do I just risk my life for the next? couple months and mm. hope that at some point I have the money or at some point someone helps me because I text my stepmom I'm like hey I can't afford this like what do I do and she said your health your choice you can cancel it if you want to I was like you're okay with me just not getting scanned for my cancer wow. you know I was wow. like you know like stuff like that like that hurts me yeah. like it hurts me that I have to choose between my own health and education mm. it hurts me that I have to pick all right well you only got this much money are you going to put it aside so that you can make sure you're okay or are you just going to try and keep moving along with that you know like i have to choose right now that i just need to keep going and just knock on wood hope that there's nothing inside of me and that i'll be okay and i can get scanned in august you know and get some sort of help because insurance you know $9,000, $9,000, I wouldn't be able to do it. Absolutely. $2,000, okay, that's that's doable, it's but doable, that's still... But it's still a lot of money. That's still a lot of money. Mm. Twice a year, you're looking at... Four grand. Four grand. <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure I don't have cancer. Jeez. And you know? It's just like something that like everybody should be able to do, like especially if you've been through You should have traumatic. access to health care. Yeah, it's like something exactly. traumatic like that. Oh, my God. And then like only being 21 years old... And like, trying to... Yeah, uh-huh. I understand. I understand. You know, trying to prep your kids for the big world and you know paying for stuff on their own. But, but I'm the like, the world is a bitch sometimes. Yeah, but I'm like, you guys can help me. Yeah, you guys have the money to help Absolutely. me, and you're okay with knowing that I could possibly have cancer inside of me right now and yeah. not get scanned. Oh man, you know, That's terrible. like that type of stuff, like. Someone suggested it because I posted on my Finsta because uh-huh. I was like, that's where I just like really let out my raw yeah. emotions, and so. A girl messaged me and was like, oh, like, start a GoFundMe. Like, you know people will help you. But, like, that's the last thing I want to do. I don't want to ask for help. I hate asking for help. Mm -hmm. I hate it so much, especially when it comes to money and my health. I don't want to ask for money to make sure that I, you know, I'm cancer-free. Because there's so many other people that, like, have cancer and, like, have GoFundMes and everything. And it makes me feel, like pitiful and like a, a burden if I were to make a GoFundMe because I know like I know people that would like try to help and I know people that would send you know ten dollars or five dollars yeah. they, they would try to help but like it makes me feel bad yeah and then I feel like I just owe everyone yeah you know what I'm saying yeah well like, then that's even more of a burden then too so exactly it's like, what kind of burden do you want on yourself you know uh, yeah that's super tough yeah that's super tough yeah uh 
But getting into some of the other questions I have for you, I appreciate you opening up. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like it means a lot. Uh, but talk to me about like when did your love for photography kind of start? When did you find it? So I took a photography class my junior year of high school. Okay. They did offer something like that at school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was just like kind of like, you know, the teacher was great. Miss mm-hmm. Miss T, she was awesome. Great energy. Absolutely. Um, we started off doing like the dark room stuff. Yeah. You know, shooting through like a box with a hole and all yeah. of that. And I wasn't really like into that because I was like, this is too much work. Yeah. <laughs> but now that I'm getting into film, I'm like, yo, this is cool. Well, I took that class, and we went on these field trips. I remember uh-huh. I would ask her, I'd be like, hey, like, I know I'm not allowed to borrow the cameras, but can I can I borrow the camera yeah. like, for the week, uh-huh. you know? Because, like, I didn't have the money for a camera, and I was just, like, starting to realize that it was something that I really yeah. enjoyed. So she'd let me take the camera home, and, you know, I would just go around, shoot with my friends, shoot with my girlfriend at the time, uh-huh. whatever. And that's that's when I realized that I liked it. I was always taking photos growing up, but that's when I realized, like, this is something that I could do, yeah. you know, passionately forever. Yeah. And so then I started getting into senior photos. I uh-huh. think my senior year of high school. Um, and, you know, I wasn't the best. I shot on an iPhone for two years until I, to my parents bought me a camera. Yeah. Absolutely. And so then I got a camera. Um, it was a Nikon D3200, which mm. is a pretty basic type of starter. Entry level. Yeah, entry yeah. level camera. And so I start shooting with that. Um, you know, I was like, this is good, but like it's not not working so well under low light. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I can't shoot concerts. Like, I don't yeah. know. And I didn't know understand much about the camera, but I was like, you know, I got it up all the way, and I yeah. just realized that it was the the quality of the camera itself. Yeah. So finally, you know, I save up and I get um, my parents help me out a bit, and I get the Canon 60. Uh-huh. Um, and this is when I started getting, you know, like my senior photos were okay uh-huh. a year, two years ago, but like. You know, my stuff gets better every year. Yeah. You know, and then I started picking up film. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I love film. Yeah. And then I start picking up, you know, cameras, like video, like recorders. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I love recorders. Like, yeah. for me, I've always been an artsy girl. You know, I love sports. I love being active. I love reading. But I've always been into music, movies, you know, everything. So when I got into cameras... And especially, like, this year when I started experimenting with more, like, yeah. it's definitely, like... Photography is my passion. Like, that's what I love to do. Writing is second to that. Yeah. Like, if I could do that as a job full-time somewhere, 100%. Yeah, that would be it. Um, I went on tour, obviously, yep. last summer. Yeah, that was one of my uh, questions. Yeah, that, that, was, yeah. that was really, yeah. that was a Talk that was about a the blast. tour with Lauren Sanderson. Shout yeah. out to Lauren Sanderson. So I went on tour um, with Lauren Sanderson. I had known her for, I think, three years. Or Did you guys three meet or, at, like, Flognar or something? No, so or? I met her... Um, at the Des Moines Social Club when she had her first like meet and greet Word. and it was like you know 30 30 people yeah. then you know like now it would be like like two three hundred kids yeah. here yeah um, but I met with her and we just kind of stayed connected over the years and she yeah. was like you know it's interesting to like see someone that's like above you uh-huh. be like oh yeah you're cool enough to be one of us yeah. you know and so this summer or last summer she was like I'm going on tour. Do you want to be my photographer? And I was like, so I was like, oh yes, I would like to be your photographer. <laughs> oh I was like, of course I would. Oh um, so I mean, it's ex- it's stressful. Yeah. It is extremely stressful. It is not a lot of sleep, yeah. but you know, you're traveling and you're doing what you love, yeah. and that that to me was 
the package deal. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since then, like, I've wanted to go on a tour again. Um, Yeah, I would love to go on a tour again. I always try to, like, contact smaller artists because I think that, you know, like, these big people, it's really hard to stand out to them. And, you know, know, I'm not saying my work is amazing, but it's it's not bad. It's good shit. I'm I'm, I'm versatile, which I think is important. You know, like, I can make, like, little video clips. I can make you know like kind of like flyer like i'm trying to learn more graphic design yeah, so i can like uh-huh. just kind of you can be like the all around yes package, i want to be i want to be the whole package yeah. because if i can do video work and i can do photography work at the same time you don't have to hire two people exactly you have a you have a two in one deal exactly so i'm really trying to like figure out my my niche yeah, i guess uh-huh. and figure out what my style is because you know like i have a style but i feel like it's kind of evolved over Mm -hmm. the last year well i think that like you know whenever i see like your different photo sets they definitely do change over the course of time but that's just because like you know you gain new interests Mm -hmm. as you go along i haven't done as many photo sets as i've wanted to like this this um restart from within that one that i just did like Uh that was like my most recent one and that was like i shot that like two and a half months ago really like two or three months ago but that's yeah i really want to get back into like actually developing and coming up with ideas and making big shoots because i have ideas but i am extremely specific on who i'm gonna have Mm -hmm. you know like that's another question that i have for you too like um talk about like your process to like finding the right models and stuff because i know that you're very mm-hmm. intricate about like who you want exactly like yes you know i've seen like a lot of them have like uh what would you call it freckles like all over their faces mm-hmm. and stuff or like you send out a picture saying like i want somebody like this yes so like how was your process with that yeah so i found for me personally uh-huh. um it's just to not be a, you can't be afraid mm-hmm. um because a lot of the models that i find aren't models you know, you can, as long as you can put someone in front of a camera and they can, you know, get comfortable in front yeah. of it, like, I can, I can, I can, can create something. I can work with that. Mm-hmm. I don't need an actual model. It's, yeah. it's easier with exactly. an actual model, exactly. but it's a lot harder to, like, find real models yeah. and work with them. So, most of the time, it's, like, me at work or it's me walking around. I'm like, yo, you look cool. Can I, can I get your contact info? Uh-huh. You know, like, I'd like to do something with you sometime in the future. Um, and that's, that's kind of my process is I just, if I see somebody and they stand out to me, then I just go up to them because you can't be, you can't be afraid to go up to someone because how else am I going to ever shoot them if I don't talk to them? So yeah, I mean my, like my process in my head, cause, and and that's the thing is it, I feel bad when I tell people no, Uh but at the same time, like I know exactly what I want. Yeah. And if, and if this doesn't match my image, I'm not going to work with it Yeah. because I have a vision in my head. It looks like this, and I need that person to match it. Yeah. And if if this person, you know, like I'm seeing a skinny white boy, shaved head, um, and we cover him in stickers or whatever. Yeah. Like, if you're a skinny white boy but you have long brown hair, like, it's not gonna work gonna... because that's not that's not what I see. Yeah. So like in my head, if I have a vision, I need that vision to be matched perfectly. Yeah. So that's why you don't see me releasing sets for. Yeah, a couple months is yeah. because you know part of it is me being in a creative uh-huh. rut but the other part of it is me finding the right person yeah. I have ideas stacked uh-huh. up I just don't have the right people yeah, for it exactly you know and exactly. I have people message me and they're like hey like I'd love to work with you sometime I'm a model blah 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 and it's usually pretty girls which yeah there's nothing wrong with shooting pretty girls uh-huh. but beauty comes in a lot of forms and I try to showcase 
the other forms more yeah. than pretty girls. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I post a photo of Jamie, I'll get 600 to 800 likes. Yeah. Just like that because she's a hot girl. Mm -hmm. But if I were to take photos of uh, African-American man, yeah. you know, I'm getting like four or five instead. Yeah. And it's because it's not a hot half-naked girl. That's yeah. that's a huge problem yeah. that you'll see with Instagram. And, uh -huh. And that's uh, that's a problem that I have with people here. Yeah, is that always trying to cloud chase it with the girls yes. side of it specifically. You yeah. see a lot of the same photographers working mm -hmm. with the same girls. Like yeah. they just rotate. Yeah, they rotate girls, and, and then they like, get that them. makes no sense to me. For me, what I need mm -hmm. from a photographer is a story. Yeah, I need exactly. to feel something. Exactly. I need to be able to connect. I need to be able to look at this photo and be like wow, I, I like what they did there. Like, yeah. I see what they did. But when you're taking a photo of a girl in an abandoned warehouse. With, like, a bikini on. Or just a crop top and shorts. Yeah. What does that mean to me? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It just means you just took cute photos of a girl so she can post them on Insta. Yeah, exactly. Like, people see that as photography and as a craft. Yeah. I see that as you're just taking photos. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's me, not. it's me being kind of harsh to say, like, that's not photography to mm -hmm. me, but, like, I'll be that bitch to say, like, yeah. that's not, it, you know, it's not, it's not art. Yeah, because, it's, like, I feel like anybody can do that. Anybody, anybody can, anybody can that. take a photo of a hot girl mm -hmm. in, in, in the woods yeah. or on a trail, you know, anybody can, anybody can do that. Yeah. But how can you make me feel something from this yeah. photo? How can you make me look at this photo and be like, I connect to this? Yeah. And that's something that I try to do with my photography. Yeah. You know, sometimes my ideas aren't the type of ideas that's like, oh, how can I connect to this? It's mm -hmm. more of like, oh, this concept is cool. Yeah. You know, like the saran wrap. Like, yep. you look at that and like. That was crazy. Yeah. Was like, crazy. So that was all Jamie's idea. Yeah. And she modeled for it. And all I did was make it come to life. Yeah. And so her idea is, you know, like we get in these creative ruts you know uh -huh. i'm in you know especially in the winter time like i'm stuck in a rut like how do i create when it's this cold outside uh -huh. and i can't you know i can't really go out and do stuff you got to improvise yeah. and so we're stuck in these creative ruts it doesn't matter who you are artistically photographers mm. writers you know singers mm -hmm. graphic designers you get in this rut yeah and it's this creative block and it's like you're trapped and you're suffocating and you don't know how to get out of it mm. and the way that i saw it um as I was making that with her, yeah. is I saw it as, you know, it's like this stage of you're a caterpillar and now we're stuck in our chrysalis for a while. Mm. And how do we get out of that? Well, yeah. we, we got to let time pass by. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's, it's okay to take those breaks because you yep. need a break. You can't just Absolutely. go, 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 yeah. go, go. You need those breaks to recoup and figure out what's next. What yeah. am I going to do next? And how, may, how am I going to successfully, yeah. you know, con construct this idea? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those photos that I have that I just posted of her, like, breaking out of it, like, yeah. that's me seeing her emerging as a butterfly. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's how I viewed it. Dope. I viewed that's it as, dope. like, the sense of, like, we're caterpillars, we're stuck in saran wrap and this yep. chrysalis, and we're fighting to get out, but we have to be patient. Yeah. And we have to wait, and there's a certain time when we can come out. And when we come out, the idea is going to be so it's much better bad. than if, you know, like, I don't know how long it, uh, you're supposed to be in a chrysalis because I'm, yeah. I'm not a caterpillar. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, let's say they're supposed to be in there for four weeks. And, uh -huh. you know, we're starting to try to break out at two weeks, you yeah. know, with this idea that we have. But it's not it's ready yet. Mature. It's not it's It's not ready. It's not yeah. fully constructed. So we got to wait those next two weeks. And, yeah, we 
didn't do anything for a month, but now these ideas, these photos are going to be 20 times better mm. because we prepared yeah. and we took that much more time mm. to make sure that it was, Absolutely. you know, constructed in the way that we yeah. wanted it to be executed. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I'm very very selective about yeah. the people I work with. Well, and I think that like your your photography it's more so like an art piece. It's not even like I wouldn't even consider it photography. Like it's like I'm looking at it and it's almost like it's a painting. Like I can tell that you put in work like by finding this specific mm -hmm. model like and that you uh, wanted to get the correct angles. You like I think that you did uh, a series with Trey Boogie. Uh, he did like the men in yep, makeup. The men stuff. in makeup. You know, like you you put all these little things behind your photos and it's like fuck like that that's what I like to see personally because like I really like to do like weird abstract things like mm -hmm. you know I'm same lines as you like I like to tell stories in my photos versus like you know just taking it because it looks good yeah it's like you know that's cool and everything but you know and like I have those photos that I uh -huh. post on my Instagram because they look good but that's like that's more of I have to promote, you know, as a, my own photographer with my own business, I have to promote myself, advertise myself on my own. Yeah. So, like, occasionally you do see me posting photos of pretty girls, but that's yeah. because I'm promote, like, I'm promoting my work. Yeah. Because if I just keep showing all of the cool art that I create for myself. Not everybody's into that. Yeah, not everybody is into that. So I have to also show, like, hey, this is my portfolio. Like, and that's what you're These are my senior, of. you know, like, I posted senior photos mm -hmm. because, like, this is what I can do. I can do yeah. grad photos. So I post grad photos when the time comes. But like, yeah. you know, I only do that occasionally because yeah. I like to show more of what I like to do. Yeah. Not that I don't like to do senior photos, mm -hmm. but you know, that's that's clientele work. Yeah. And most of the clientele work that I do is senior photos, grad photos, mm -hmm. like baby photos, that type of stuff, yeah. graduation. You know, it's all very like life events. Yeah. Whereas the art I like to create is storytelling. Yeah. Or it's, you know, Breaking boundaries, breaking norms, breaking barriers. I try to do that a lot to just show that, like, yo, it's okay to wear makeup. Yeah, like, exactly. It's I okay know to be different. It's okay to, if you're a dude, you want to wear nail polish, wear nail polish. Do that shit. Like, great. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you have a clear coat, you take care of your nails, love to see that. Yeah, Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. So, yes, I am, I am extremely selective and yeah. extremely... Um, a perfectionist when it yeah. comes to my work just because I know what I want to see happen yeah. and I want it to be perfect yeah I want well, it I to come out in like, the right way I think that we're like along the same lines of like what we like with photography too because like you know I think that the photos that like people look for like senior portraits and like grab photos and all that stuff that stuff's cool and all but I think that like I put any, that twist on it any photographer can do that and like you know if you send me a picture of like you say that you want this specific photo I'm like alright bro like I can do that but I'm gonna also give you like my eye too because it's like you know my stuff is gonna be a little bit more darker it's gonna be like a little bit more story like storytelling like you know like that's just the way that my mind my eye works yeah you know so like if you want to get like those normal that you see all over Instagram you kind can of photos like I can give you a photographer's number and they can more than likely just deliver that to you yeah but if you're gonna hire me please look at my work because and that's, that's and that's the get. thing that's a because lot I'm of not people gonna, i'm not gonna conform myself to that a lot of people hire me for the work that i do uh -huh. uh, mainly i mean it's mainly girls which mm -hmm. is, and you know i don't mind that because i i just want to have an equal mix yeah. i don't have a lot of guys that come to me mm -hmm. um 
But that's because I think guys also don't care about their senior photos as much yeah. as girls do. They just let yeah. their mom decide, yeah. you know? Exactly. Like, whatever yeah. mom likes, whatever. I'm yeah. fine with it. She's paying for it, you know? Exactly. But me personally, most of the people that I work with, they pick me because they like my vibrant colors yeah. or because they like my different ideas. You know, I'm yeah. not... I'm not making a kid sit there like this. Uh-huh. Or I'm not making them sit up against a wall like this. Yeah. You know, like I'm not making them do those generic poses mm-hmm. because to me, like that doesn't show who they are. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you're going to have senior photos, like, yeah, we're going to do some headshots and some mm-hmm. basic photos for your mom. Exactly. But I'm also going to give you photos that are like different. That are different for you to have. And exactly. Like, you know, tell the story of like who you are as a person. Exactly. So yeah. that's why I always tell people like, yeah, like, I know you like to dress up in dresses, but, like, is that what you wear every day? No. So bring an outfit that you like to wear, yeah, like, that exactly. is, like, represents you. Exactly. And so, like, that's where I have those, like, fun modeling pictures that, like, kids get at the end of the day. They're like, dude, I like, like, I like these better than the dress ones. I'm like, yeah, because that's you. Yeah. Like, those exactly. aren't, that's not you posing not for your mom. Forced. Yes. Exactly. Yes. You can't force photography. So too. I also think that, um, you know, a lot of people also choose me because there's not a lot of female photographers here. Yeah. And so... Well, and then I feel like a lot of the female creatives, too, in Des Moines, like, they just get overlooked. They which do. Which is super tragic, too. Like, I think that, uh, like, you're the second female that I've had on my podcast, which is really sad because I'm trying to, like, display more of the females, like, uh, work just out there mm-hmm. in the community, but, like... You know, I'm just like not familiar with there's, it because like I don't know what it is. Like there's just a not not a lot of girls like promote their stuff no, as much. I feel like that I'm like not to say in a cocky or like mm-hmm. douchey way, but like I'm probably one of the most known female photographers for our age group. Yeah, you know, like exactly. for like for like 21, 22, yeah. and then like under. Like yeah. if people know a girl photographer, it's like typically me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not I don't like when I sound like a dick no, saying no, that it's just like good. I just I don't even know other yeah. photographers that are my age that are yeah, girls I don't either really, I, I couldn't honest. name I know a few but like I know, know a few but they don't like, do it as much yeah, as like uh-huh, I do you know yeah. like I try to shoot constantly like I try yeah, to get clients constantly exactly. it's more of like a like a hobby yeah. for other like, girl see, photographers like, I'll see like a couple of sets like come up on my Twitter timeline and I'm like oh that's super dope mm-hmm. I'm wondering who shot that or whatever and then like I look and it's like a girl from Des Moines and it's like that's super dope yeah you don't they, see like, don't post very much after that you, you don't know? see a lot of female photographers and you don't see a lot of support for female photographers yeah. either because it photography is an industry that is ran by I men mean, it yeah. has been run by men and for a long time. it's super sad. It's super sad. Yes. Like and that. so, like, that's why I'm varied to myself yeah. in photography in Iowa mm-hmm. because, you know, like, I don't mind working with other people, but, mm-hmm. like, I personally don't but I don't see a purpose in collabing with someone unless they are able to bring the same skill set mm-hmm. or better. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I, re- I help people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll help people by answering your questions and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know, if we're not shooting kind of at the same level, then there's, I'm not getting much out of it either. I want, we need to be able to learn from each other. Exactly. And so we need to be at either the same level Mm -hmm. or just a little bit above one another. But like when beginner photographers ask like if they can collab with me or something like that, you know, it's hard for me to like, I don't want to be a dick and say uh no, but I'm like, hey, like I'll give you advice, but like, you know, like 
I'm in a whole different world than you're. Yeah, you're just starting off, and exactly. I'm, you know, and it's it's and hard. Like you gotta find you gotta find like your own niche. You gotta find your yes. own style. And, and, I, and I'm trying to collab with people that also have the same type of style as me yeah, too. So exactly. like that's why I'm also very selective. Mm-hmm. I have you know I have people message me like, oh can I model for you sometime? And I'm like, uh. Uh, yeah, I, I always, I'm always asshole, like, like nah, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I'm, I try to be considerate, yeah. but it's most of the time it's like pretty girls trying yeah. to ask me and I'm like, you're like, no offense, but you're not what I'm searching for. Mm-hmm. There's, I can connect you with plenty of photographers that yeah. want to just shoot pretty girls, but yeah. like, I, I want to tell a story yeah. every now and then, like I need a pretty girl, yeah, but exactly. like, but you it's know, not what you're wanting right Yeah. Now. Not saying that like the people I don't work with aren't pretty, but uh-huh. I'm just saying like, there's a difference between like, mm, hot, beautiful yeah. girl, and then there's a difference between this girl is beautiful in yeah. what she's wearing and the colors around her, and she's telling me a story. You know, yeah. it's not necessarily that their looks are beautiful because uh-huh. you don't need like to be hot yeah. to be in front of a camera. You can have different colored it's hair. You can have, have like tooth gaps. You can have, yeah. You can you can not look anything like those pretty white girls mm-hmm. with blonde hair and blue eyes that are all over social media you could be an african-american girl mm-hmm. with your natural hair and absolutely. i find that beautiful absolutely you know beauty comes in different forms mm-hmm. it comes in so many different bodies it comes yeah. in so many different colors yeah. and that's what i'm trying to do more often now is also shoot with more african-american people because mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of african-american exposure yeah. when it comes to modeling and especially you don't see a lot of photographers that can work with their skin tone mm-hmm that's something I'm trying to learn how to work with but like a lot of people do not they make them very red or too dark or they don't know how to work with the shadows yeah Yeah. so that's something I want to start learning is how to work with you know African-American people and their skin tones because I'm Mm African-American I my main goal as a photographer is to give a platform for those that are like me so minorities LGBTQ community Mm -hmm. I try to showcase those people and you know my whole idea is taking someone that's not a model and making them a model yeah it's like you would never you would never guess that that person yeah you would look at Jamie and be like oh she could she's a model like she definitely could model Mm -hmm. in her free time like she knows what she's doing behind the camera it's just because she's confident Mm -hmm. no she's not a model she's just she's just confidence is so important like Mm -hmm. I don't even tell her what to do she just flows behind the camera perfectly always moving I I know my models are always I know I'm like they're not like forcing it they're not like doing this and then like holding it until I'm done clicking and shit and I'm like it just move around with it I I tell them my idea like Uh what I see and then Jamie always nails it. Yeah. And that's why you see me using her as a model all the time. It's not, you know, I mean, I guess part of it's because she's my girlfriend. You know, she's my girlfriend. I love her. But, you know, she's good at what she does. And I don't really know many other females in this area Mm -hmm. that can, you know, do what she does. Deliver. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of tough, too, because, like, you know, you want these good models and everything. And, like, I kind of struggle with, like, you know, there's a lot of people that hit me up to like do certain things with them and I'm mm-hmm. like you know there is but a it's point, for their benefit yeah, not yours and there's like a point where it's like it does become like very overwhelming because like I am very like open like I'm always willing to work with somebody like regardless of who they are regardless of what they believe in whatever the case is like I don't care like I'd love to work with you because I think that I think about it in the bigger picture of like you know 
it's going to be able to, if I collaborate with somebody, it's going to be able to bring in new people mm-hmm. to look at my work. So it's like a win-win for everybody. Regardless yeah. if they have 10 followers, if they have a million followers, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll as, just, long as, as long as I fuck with your work, uh-huh. you know, like I, the followers thing to me doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't yeah. because Instagram's whack exactly. and only a certain amount of your followers are actually even seeing yeah. your work. So to me, I'm like, like I, this girl just messaged me mm-hmm. and was like, yo, you should work with this graphic designer. Like, you guys have, like, the same type of style. I think you guys could collab and be dope. Yeah. And so, like, I think I have, like, three or 4,000 followers on my mm. visuals account. So, yeah. I, maybe maybe two or three. I yeah, don't, I don't know. You know, like a, a nice little amount. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, five. So, like, you know, we're both kind of, like, in the same, same range. Like, we don't, we don't have a lot of followers, but we're good at what we do. Yeah. And I look at his work, and his work was insane. No. The shit. detail in his graphic design, mm. his work was incredible, and I was like, shit. "You're kidding me!" I was like, "I would," I was like, first of all, thank you for like connecting Put us." On, yeah, yeah, I was like, "His work is mad crazy." Yeah. I was like, "I wish I knew how to do that," but yeah. like, so like, I plan on collabing with him. You know, mm-hmm. followers to me doesn't matter. I don't care if you have 150,000 followers, if you have 400 followers, mm-hmm. as long as your work is good. And I think that our styles can mesh together yeah. well. Like, I'm going to work with you. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I believe that it, it'll come out great. Exactly. Well, then I think, like, you know, just being a genuine, nice, caring person, too, goes mm-hmm. a long way as well. I, I, I got to show you. Yeah. You know, I got to take a little break good. here to yeah, show you this because... This will be a good little transition, too. I got some uh, Instagram questions from some people. I haven't checked Twitter or anything, but I can check and see if we got some stuff here. Oh, when was the last time I talked to her? I think his name is Safe Haven. Oh yeah, What's yeah, his name? dude, his stuff is insane. Crazy. Yeah, it's like I, I get mad looking at it because I'm just, it's just like so good. She's like, how are you so fucking good? We got Parker Cyper asking, uh, favorite Asian creative in Iowa. Not you. <laughs> Parker, she's on you right just now, because you, Just right because now. you asked that, not you. Yep, yep, go crazy, go crazy. Uh, then we have Thea underscore Ray asking, when did you start getting into photography? Um, I covered that. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Junior year of high school junior was when I got school. into it. So I've been shooting junior year, senior year, freshman, sophomore. Six years? Six years. About six That's years now? That's yeah. I've been shooting up. about six years, but I'm always always learning every yeah. like, literally i honestly don't know much about my camera yeah. i i know the bare You're minimum still shooting with 6D, right? yeah yeah i know the bare minimum because i've never had the time to sit down yeah. and like really watch youtube videos and learn mm-hmm. about it and learn how to you know like one thing i want to start getting into is retouching yeah. but like you know well, for like, me that's not your wheelhouse so, like, yeah why would you? retouching like, is more of like a commercial thing yeah you know if i really want to get into like fashion photography uh-huh. which is what i'm into is like yeah. kind of fashion so it's something that i need to learn but yeah. like right now like i just when i see retouching like i just think of it and i'm like that's not natural like yeah. that's not what your face actually looks like well then that's what i think too like with my photography it's like i can take out all your imperfections or whatever but at the end of the day, that's not that's you. not you, and that's what a photo exactly is supposed to be. It's supposed to be you. It doesn't in this make particular sense. Moment, so like that's cool and all, but you know, do your dance, I guess. We got APL Visuals asking, how did you find your love for photography? It's a pretty interesting question. Yeah, I can't really You're just remember kind of stumbling across. You know, I don't really remember an exact 
moment that I was uh-huh. like, <clears throat> like, this is the moment where I know that I, I, I love it. Yeah. You know, I think <laughs> to be a typical gay person, um, <laughs> I'm an Aries. Oh, that's what's <laughs> My that's sign. What's yeah, I'm a, I'm a fire sign. That's the sign. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, uh, fire, everyone, everyone hates Scorpios, I, I feel know, like. I you know, know, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know many Scorpios, though. I don't really know the things about all the signs. Yeah. I just don't really read much into well, it. Well, okay, so, like, Aries is very... Um, I think I like leaders yeah it's Aries. very like fiery leader mm-hmm. like center of attention which is like perfectly describes me yeah absolutely <laughs> um but you know i'm if you look at my sign and the person that i am like it my sign really reflects well with me uh-huh. i'm you know i love to travel i'm very adventurous i'm very yeah. like kind of take control of situations uh-huh. and i think that like just like my personality just fit well with photography yeah absolutely um, you know i think when I realized that I kind of is something I could do all the time is that mm-hmm. I was a kid in high school and I just, I loved exploring Yeah. and you know, like I couldn't, I didn't have the opportunity to like go travel a lot of places. Cause you know, we didn't have really, we don't really have money in our family. Yeah. So for me to like be able to go downtown and wander around the streets with my friends and take pictures, like mm-hmm. that was that was my thing that was fun to me like i know all the walls downtown i know all the little ramps and all the little good little secret spots that nobody Mm -hmm. knows about because people just think oh let's go to these locations that everyone else goes to but i'm like if you walk around downtown you walk in between the alleyways you walk in the you know the outskirts of downtown Uh, you'll find a lot of hidden gems so like it was just me going out there and exploring with my friends and having a good time and that's Mm -hmm. when i was like you know, like, I like this. Like, yeah. I could keep doing this. Yeah. And I think, like, when I went on tour, tour was, like, the big thing for me that was, like, yeah, this yeah. is, I could do this a lot and be happy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, not maybe not specifically doing tour photography uh-huh. because, like, it gets, it becomes a lot. Yeah. And it's stressful. But mm. I wouldn't mind going on tour, you know, for once a, a year or, or yeah, whatever. for a couple months or yeah. whatever I would have the time of my life exactly. it's it's so much fun well because then it's like all your passions just kind of rolled up into one like yeah, exactly I get to do everything you get to do photos and Dude, holy shit tell me that work is not insane Dude, yeah, shout I'm gonna out do a little safe yeah safe haven underscore HQ. I'm gonna do a little shout out to you, bro. Damn, uh, trying to work with you, so uh, let's you link. See pod, man, I'd love to get you on too. Shit, yeah, his crazy. stuff is insane. Damn, He's based out of to LA. Send me profile or something. That's, yeah, uh, that's I mean, crazy. look at look at this Billie Eilish one. Oh my god. This yeah, kid, this kid's got some talent. He's, he's got some talent. He knows what he's doing. Is that's all I gotta dope. say. That's super dope. Getting back onto the regularly scheduled programming too for you. Um, what do you feel like is your greatest accomplishment that you've done so far? This could be in life, could be in photography, whatever you want to come talk about. I would say photography-wise, like obviously tour. I mean, yeah. that was that was like a big thing That's to be. That's a big milestone. Yeah, to be 20 years old and yeah. say like, yeah, I went on, I went on tour. Like yeah. people are like big name artist. Yeah, people are like what with who and like usually they don't really know her name but that's okay because she's an up-and-coming artist you know so i'm like i'm like oh well but i would say photography wise um you know i've really tried to make sure that i get as much of my content out there as i can yeah so um like at my high or my college like Uh i work i worked on a magazine yeah so i was was in uprising Uprising yep so i was in three issues one, two, wait. Yeah, 
I was in three issues of their magazines, okay. so that included both my photography work and my like poetry That's and dope. my journalism. So That's I had like dope. I had everything in there. Mm -hmm. And then I've worked with Revival Magazine at Iowa State. Yep. Um, that's the Restart From Within series that I did with Jamie. Mm -hmm. And then I've done, I've been featured in Luck Magazine, mm -hmm. Luck Des Moines. Um, they're kind of a, a little local magazine. That's dope. They released one, but I don't know if they've ever released another magazine. Okay. And then I had a booth there with them, and I had a booth this year. So I've had booths the last yeah. year. So. I think that's exciting for me just to like because Get I have I have there. proof yeah. you know like I have proof of like here's a magazine here's my work yeah you know so like exactly. if I want to work for a magazine one day I can slide like, it to them hey. show them like hey this is what I've done yeah. what do you think yeah you know um, so photography wise I would say that those were probably like my biggest accomplishments is just yeah. going on tour and like consecutively like putting my work out yeah. there absolutely um, I would say life wise mm -hmm. you know. I don't want to say it's like a big accomplishment for me to like grow up and be an yeah. adult, but like just the way that I've learned to handle things. Yeah, you recently. carry yourself very highly. I can tell. Yeah, because I, ex you know, I expect myself to act a certain way and be a certain way. Because I'm 21 now. Yeah. Like I can't goof you around. Be, you gotta be a grown adult in this. Sense. Exactly. Like I can't goof around like a kid anymore. Yeah. So. I've really grown up in the last year, and that's something that makes me really happy to see. Yeah. Is because I've been, I've acted like a kid for so long. Yeah. So for me to like pay for bills and to get a house on my own and yeah. make myself meals, you know, like that sounds like simple things, but like, you know, I, it's it's a step towards being an adult, and that makes that makes me happy. Like I'm, you know, I'm not getting that validation from my parents, and like, you know, like I wish that they were proud of me and told me, yeah. but like. I'm proud of myself, and that yeah. counts for something. And that's all that matters. Exactly. You know, you know, just being yourself and being your authentic self, too. Uh, getting into some of the closing questions I have here for you, Joe. Uh, who or what is your inspiration to do what you do? It's kind of a tough question. Let it sit, let it marinate if you need to. Yes, so I'm going to do a little shout out to Muriel Margaret here. Yeah, Muriel Margaret. Yep. Let's get it. Um, she kind of got me into film okay. I would say so like recently like she's always been an inspiration for me mm -hmm. photography wise I always used to like when I was asked yeah. by people like oh who's your inspo like who's your inspiration I'd be like well Miriam Margaret yeah. is one of them and people would be like who's that Yeah. Uh -huh. and I'm like she's my friend but like she's great at what she does and mm -hmm. she's always doing something new like she's mm -hmm. always changing her photography somehow yeah. so she's always been one of my inspirations I'll always plug her because she's always helped me so much yeah. so like you know she's one of those girls where she was in college and she was like you know what this isn't for me Absolutely. and so she just started marketing herself as you know pretended to be her own manager so that she mm. could get press passes and stuff like that to work with people yeah. to like talk to like big name artists and like yeah. she shot asap like she saw she saw some yeah. big people big name artists. yeah that's dope and um you know, like, I've learned a lot from her, mm -hmm. you know, not just, like, photography-wise, but... But, like, business-wise. Business business yes, I, yeah. I look at her, and I see what she does, and mm -hmm. I don't I don't necessarily replicate that, but I take that into consideration, and yeah. I'm like, yo, like, I need to promote myself. Like, yeah. I need to do this. I need to do well, that. I think that it's good to take, like, bits and pieces for what works well for some photographers and, mm -hmm. like, what works well for businessmen, women, whatever the case is, you know? So, like, I think that in photography like you can almost like fake it until you make it yeah. type shit you know like especially in like Des Moines like you know a lot of the venues if you walk in with a camera and you're just like 
hey, I'm shooting for so-and-so. Nobody's going to ask you yeah. anything else. Like, you know, as long as you're, like, very confident in what you're saying and you're acting like you need to like be you, there, like that you belong, then that's all you got to do. Exactly. You know? And so I would say Muriel, um, mm-hmm. she's just, she's been a great mentor. So, like, she, you know, she has connections because yeah. she's been on tour with, you know, she was on tour with Lauren. She was just on tour with Donna Measle. Mm. She just is now on tour with a girl named Lolo. Um, okay. um Which I think she's from... Canada, if I'm okay. correct, she's not from the U.S. That's dope. Um, but anyway, she's gone on tour with these, you know, up and coming yeah. artists, and now she has all these connections. And so, um, there's a show in Iowa City, and uh-huh. she was like, "Hey, I can get you a press pass to this show. Like, I can't go. You live in Iowa. Do you want to go to it?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yes, absolutely." Let's like she it. she helps she helps other people out, which yeah. I think is so important. You know, yeah. if I can't shoot something and if I'm not there, then I'm gonna pass it off to someone else. Yeah. I think that can do it. Exactly. And so it's great to see like we have that connection where like if I had someone that I'd be like yo there's this concert here um you're in town do you want to shoot it like I can get you a pass like we have that relationship with each other so you know a lot of my mindset comes from her but like um inspiration wise growing up um Uh when I first got into photography Tyler the creator yeah that was my biggest inspiration I knew that Tyler Yeah, yeah, he has been my always rocking the golf wing. Yeah, I, I yeah. got a lot of golf gear. I'm not as I'm not as into buying his stuff just because I don't got the money for it. Yeah, you know, it it's it's expensive yeah. over time. But my colors, you know, yeah. like the vibrancy and the wacky weird and shit that is I do. Like your personality and the yes. way your photography kinda of like speaks for itself. Yes. Too. And so I try to like you know, he's all about colors. He's all about weird type of advertisements but it's still like it still it sticks with you you. it sticks with you Uh you look at it and you're like this is weird but i love it you know and so that's that's what i tried to make my work so like when i did my tyler shoot Mm -hmm. um it was like a kind of it was called the misfits and it was that was at the water park yeah it was at a water park so it was in golf wing and supreme clothing and we tried to do like weird shit you know like we had a girl with a cigarette like backwards and she's just sitting on a water park yeah. and he's pretending to light it for her uh-huh. and so like i try to do that weird shit so that yeah. I, I don't know like it it's i've always been i've always speaks. been weird i've yeah. always been weird and if you look at weird stuff like that you're like what is what is going on uh-huh. here but you're like at the same time you're like okay but i like like i, I like, like it yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and so like tyler's always been weird uh-huh. he's always been color high uh-huh. energy and i feel like him and i are just like kind of match yeah. like creative wise and uh-huh. he like he does everything on his own you know yeah. like he makes his own clothes he mm. creates a whole entire album on his own yeah like musically picks out everything how everything's gonna he, he creates his own advertisements mm-hmm. like he does everything on his own mm. and i want to be that same way yeah. so uh, you know my inspiration is from him and i i try to i don't want to copy him because yeah. that's what you know i found a lot of people could do exactly mm-hmm. you know i found when we were doing our tyler photo shoot is that mm-hmm. people were suggesting oh why don't you do this because that's what he does in this photo i'm like no we don't want to do what he does yeah. we want to take those ideas and, and see how we can make it our, our own. own yeah you know so i'm like all right you know take this necklace and like dangle it above your mouth like you're gonna eat it and it says like golf on it that you know it was like he. the golf wing and he. then you know i had um i like the ones with like the uh, the sh- I think it was like the sparkling wine or whatever and that, then you're pouring it yeah, on his you wouldn't you wouldn't ever that think that that would look cool but it looks sick yeah that you know what insane. i'm saying so that shit is insane. so yeah i would say that tyler um is a big 
inspiration as to what I do. Shout He's probably like the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to man, Tyler Creator. Yeah, I mean, man. you favored my tweet once, man, but why haven't we linked up, dude? I hope that comes together for I, you. I'm in hoping the one day Absolutely. it just all, you know, the marbles fall into place. Everything's going to come yeah. full circle for you. I can just hey, I'm it. going to Flogna again this year, so. Dude, uh, that's going to be it. That's going to be it. That's you know, I'm, I'm going to bring all my cameras. I'll be there yeah. for like five days, I think. Yeah. So I, I plan on working with a lot of people out in LA if I have the time to. Yeah. Just make it happen. Make it happen. That's I all I can will. do. I know you will. I know. I know you will. Uh, tell me about some of the future plans that you have, Joe. Anything coming up? That leave. Leave. Leave here. That's good. That's good shit. Uh, That's good shit. I've always, I've always planned on not staying here. Yeah. You know, so, I've always told myself this is a good place if you want to raise. A raise. Fan, yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm not looking to do that yeah. um, as I'm of kind right of now. The same boat. As yeah. You too. Because hey. I feel like you know I can tell that like your soul just like is not from here like it's just not yeah, it's not I, tethered here and you know? a thing that i've realized is if i'm going to have kids like mm-hmm. you have to realize you're sacrificing a lot uh-huh. and i'm at a young age and i'm selfish mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with being selfish but especially at 21 yeah Fuck, my dude. girlfriend and i both understand that you know we want to see the world we want to uh-huh. travel we want to create memories we want to eat different things go to different places yeah. and i can't do that if i have a kid and, you know, we're not going to really be able to get to that point where we can do stuff like that until yeah. we're in our mid-20s to 30s. Yeah. So, like, you know, I've had thoughts about wanting a kid one day, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll see how that, we'll see we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But if that happens, that's not going to be until I'm, like, in my 30s, yeah. you know, 33, 34. Or ready for it. Yeah, you know? when I'm, when I'm ready for it in my 30s. Yeah, you exactly. know, but I know as of right now from, on, from 21 to 30, I'm – all that time is for me yeah. and whoever my loved ones are and Absolutely. we're we're doing what we can Absolutely. but yeah my goal is um in the future to get the fuck out of iowa um as a creative there's a major lack of opportunities for younger freelance individual photographers videographers yeah. anything like that and to be able to do what they want to do mm-hmm. successfully yeah. you know there's not a lot of big shows here we can shoot and even yeah. the small shows we can't get into because yeah. nobody wants to nobody wants to help us out yeah you have to have a press pass you have to be know associated to someone somebody. yeah you got to just be lucky yeah you know mm-hmm. and so i know that i can do so much more creatively uh-huh. out of iowa exactly. you know if i'm working with different people different faces uh-huh. i could do so much more than what i'm doing here right now so like you're really only seeing like the surface of my photography yeah. this is the this is the base service this is the starting point but like a year but give me give me two three years from now and it's everything's going to be different because i'm going to be in a whole entire different state yeah. with a different culture different people that dress yeah. differently act differently and that's going to reflect in my photography yeah. so i mean for the future my main goal is to get out of iowa mm-hmm. Um, is I, Los Angeles like the goal? Hell no. Yeah, yeah I think that that's, that's the, the issue. Is you got all these kids that uh-huh. want to be like, oh, I'm moving to LA. I'm uh-huh. gonna, I'm gonna go to LA. I'm gonna yeah. start my own clothing company. I'm gonna be a photographer yeah. there. I'm, I'm gonna model that. You just have these people mm-hmm. that have these hopes and dreams that are so high. And I'm not gonna pop their bubble and say mm-hmm. that they can't make it happen because some people do. Yeah. But the probability of making it happen is not. It's very slim. Yes. It's very slim. You got to be lucky. Mm-hmm. You got to know the right people. And, no, and be in the right place at the right time. And then I think that, like, with that, too, like, moving to a place like Los Angeles, it's like, 
if your stuff's good, it will speak for itself. But you are you have to. You need to build up a fan base before. Yeah, and you have to like realize that you are putting yourself in a very big pond versus being like the only fish in a tank. Because like here, I'm known and my photography stands out. But if I were to go to LA, there's a lot. I'm just another. I'm just another photographer there. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's what you know. I mean, that's crappy to say. Is like I'm good just because, you know. There's not a whole bunch of amazing photographers here you know like LA is so much more populated so many more photographers I mean like obviously they still have mediocre photographers but like they have a lot more to choose from than you have in Iowa so my you know LA is not that's a place I like to visit Uh you know maybe somewhere in California someday but you know I don't really care about that whole Mm -hmm. I need to be where the famous people are type of idea like I'm much more to myself now than I was in high school. You know, before yeah. I was like, I'm moving to LA, like I'm moving like I'm going where the where the people are. Yeah. But like I have people that move there that I know and they're so materialistic now. Because you need to wear this and you need to look like that and talk like that in, t- in order to get yeah. into this party. Yeah. You know, and like I don't I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. I don't mind visiting. I don't mind, you know, like stopping by for a couple mm-hmm. weeks, but like But if you can't be first yourself of all, then like the traffic? No, thank you. Yes. What nope. do I look like to you? Nope. I'm not doing that. So not happening. You know, I think in the future, for me, um, obviously, I plan on still being with Jamie. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna marry her oh, one no. day. So I'm just gonna put that Shout out there. Out <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. I will. I will wife that woman one day. But we both want to work for a magazine. So I'm hoping one day. We're both totally cool with mm-hmm. traveling and everything and, and leaving Iowa. She doesn't like it here. I don't like it here. We want... I want 75 and comfortable. That's what's up. You know? That's what's up. That's what's up. So, you it's know... It's hard to find anymore, though. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I've always said, since I've been on tour, Tennessee, uh-huh. I've lo- I loved. Really? I loved Nashville. I would totally move to Nashville. That's a good music scene. Too. It's a very good music scene. And it's a lot of models are there yeah. too you know you know texas and Na- and tennessee have a lot of like models and a lot of good music yeah. so you know i'm not against that but like uh-huh. the heat in texas is a no for me yeah um i think what will end up happening is i'll end up moving to like new york or something even though i don't i don't even want to be in new york you know like yeah. i like being in the city life yeah. but i don't like it being congested yeah if that makes sense well you could like live in new Jersey yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of magazines yeah. based out of New York yeah. so I feel like that's where we'll kind of end up yeah but or you know really start there you yeah know, you start I, I don't, there, I don't mind off, and then like do your own passion project or whatever the case yeah. is you know exactly but basically what I, I hope for in the future is uh-huh. to just you know settle down with yeah. my girl both be working for a magazine that we think fits us and our style and our personality and still be able to travel Absolutely. and have you know a little bit of extra cushion money that's all that i could ask for yeah. that that's all that would make me happy is to just live comfortably i don't Absolutely. need to be rich to be happy you know i just want to be Absolutely. able to do what i like which is photography and writing mm-hmm. and get paid for it yeah not <laughs> i just to worry about money. yes i just want to not worry about money yeah. and be at this comfortable stable place in my life and that's that's all that i could ask for because if i have that then i have everything you know i can do i can do anything if i don't have to worry about money you know if i don't have to worry about oh well you know i don't know if i'll be able to get my cancer screening because i don't have enough money like i want to be able to be just you know good oh i have a cancer screen all right let's do it you know i shouldn't have to worry about stuff like that Mm -hmm. so 
in my future, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping in the future that you see a lot more uh, video work for me and poetry. And I do, I've been saying it for mm-hmm. years, I've, I do hope to release a book one day, mm. a poetry book. Be I've been waiting, you know, ever since I got cancer, I was like, yo, man, like, I got to release a poetry yeah. book. Like, it would be good to, like, because I, I journaled. Uh-huh. I tried to... Re- to remind myself to journal because my memory was so bad and it's still like it's getting worse I feel like but Uh my memory was so bad and I can't remember a lot that from happened so when I look back at that journal memoir or something yeah that's poetry based that would be really cool yeah but I plan on like you know I'm not ready to tell my story yet because I Uh think there's more that will happen in my life Mm -hmm. there's gonna be more bad shit that will happen that's it's inevitable exactly but I think releasing a poetry book so people can look at this and read it and relate mm-hmm. to it and be like, damn, I, f- I feel that. Like, I remember when I was 18 and, and felt that. Yeah, like yeah. the whole purpose of me being a creative and uh-huh. being an artist is to create work that others can relate to and feel. Because I'm, I've always been someone that cares about personal connection. Yeah. You know, that's something with journalism. When I took this journalism in law classes, mm-hmm. I found my, my love for writing again because I was like, dude, when I interview people, like, I'm connecting with them, you know, like, it's not just me interviewing them to, like, get my paper done, it's me interviewing them. Because you genuinely care about Exactly, and so I wrote this paper over um, how mental health, how adverse childhood experiences affect mental health in adulthood, and I had to interview eight people, so I sat down, and I was either on the phone, or I interviewed them in person, and I interviewed eight different people, and it's crazy because you hear all these different stories and you see all these different faces and you're like, I never would have imagined that this is your life story, that this is what you've been through. Because like one of my participants, um, he's my friend. You know, we had we went to school together my first year, so I only knew him for five weeks. I didn't know much about him. We weren't best friends. But after I did this interview with him, like I hear his story and like he lived in a meth house. He was taking care of him. He was taking care of himself in third grade. Like... His parents would, his dad would throw him across the room. Like, he was physically, emotionally abused and neglected growing up. And he was in a house full of drugs, mental illnesses. Like, I hear that and I'm like, dude, you're so happy. How? He's like, I've learned, he's like, he told me in the interview, he's like, I've learned how to forgive. And that's a very important thing to learn as an adult is to learn how to actually forgive people for what they've done. You don't have to forget. You can still be upset about it. Uh You have to learn how to let go yeah and that's something that i'm still working on and it, it's, yeah. it's hard it's to a do hard thing to do because like you know if somebody does you wrong that's, it, it's, it's hard because yeah, i'm stubborn too but when i hear stories like that like that's what gives me the You're passion like, to write somebody give up something like that and forgive like something like that versus like what i'm trying to forgive is like minuscule to yes. that you know i think that just relating it to a bigger picture exactly big, but that's that's why i love key. what i do i i love being a journalist because I'm telling stories I'm telling the problems that people are facing and there's hundreds of thousands millions of people around the world that can connect to it there's plenty of people that have been through you know adverse childhoods there's plenty of people that struggle with their mental health and I think it's important to talk about those things and to make those connections and to put it out there so yeah that's that's where I found my passion again in journalism is that there's so many people that have stories to tell, and I get the pleasure of telling those stories. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Joe, this is 
two more questions I have for you. It's something that I ask everybody that gets on the podcast. Uh, what is one thing that you have to do in life? It's like when it's all said and done, sitting on your deathbed, what is that one thing that you have to say that you've been able to do? Like kind of like my dream? Yeah, like the ultimate goal. You know, I really actually do kind of want to end up living in a different country one day. Mm. What you country know? do you think? Like Europe somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to study abroad in Florence, hopefully in the next oh, two shit. years. That the University of Arts. Yeah. Do they have like a... Uh like a journalism program they kind there? of have like a like a photojournalism program so so That'd like some of the classes would mm-hmm. satisfy and apply to my classes but i feel like like if i can imagine like just the dream life would just be having uh-huh. my own little villa or little house in italy and yeah. just being able to literally lay out on the top of my roof with wine and cheese i can dope. see the sunset i can listen to dope. frank ocean you know dope. like I'm walking down the streets and I have no fear, yeah. you know, like if I could have a dream idea, it would be that. That's awesome. But if I could have like a <coughs> dream, you know, like solution uh-huh. to life, it would be just, you know, that all of this, the bad in the world starts to go away mm-hmm. sometime soon. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I could hope for. That's beautiful. Because, you know, like me personally, I don't really ever worry about getting kidnapped yeah. or getting snatched because I do look like. A, a boy and I am more masculine and uh-huh. most more often than not rapists or people that are kidnapping are going for, are going for girls, girls that, are that are super feminine yeah. and uh-huh. showing a little bit more skin than I do yeah. and so like I don't have to worry about myself that's why I walk all my girlfriends home because yeah. I don't gotta worry about myself yeah. but like it would be nice to walk down the streets and never have to worry about that yeah. as whether you're man woman yeah. anything like that I hope for in the future that mm-hmm. the generations to come we start to teach our kids exactly. you know you can't treat women like this you can't treat men like this exactly. you can't expect boys not to cry and you can't expect girls to smile at you exactly. you know exactly. um, and I appreciate you like just you know being this humanitarian know that you care for all people regardless of who they are what they are Mm -hmm. you know and just caring for absolutely everybody and you're wanting to do it through your art you're wanting to do it through the things that you want to create and everything else like that that's just like that just goes to show that like you know there are artists out there that aren't just doing it for clout they're doing it for a bigger picture and like never doing it for clout yeah but like i feel like we are in a state of mind that like you know there are people that are out there just because like oh this photographer is getting 7,000 likes on his photo I can take a photo like that you know so I think that likes don't people, matter yeah and I likes think that do not like, matter there's a lot of people that are in it for the wrong reasons you know yeah and it's good to see that there are people like you that are trying to do good things yeah I'm not I'm not here you know if I can make money doing it great yeah, like I'll exactly make money, money but like this is my art is my journal exactly. and it's how I express myself it's the ideas I have in my head I'm not a mathematician I'm not a scientist Mm -hmm. I'm just an artist and you know I might not be doing as much for the world you know I'm not saving lives by being a doctor I'm not fixing cars for people but like I'm creating stuff that people can feel and think about and I think that's just as important as saving lives I think sometimes that art is what saves lives Mm. you know music saves lives sometimes Uh, photos like poetry Mm. all of that helps people um, just as much as doctors help people, yeah. you know, we're just a, we're just as important. We're, you know, 
I'll give all the credit to them. They're doing a lot more work than I'm yeah. doing. But at the end of the day, like still, we're still we're still helping. Work, yeah, we're still work. helping yeah. in our own way. It's all bigger picture stuff. Exactly. Uh, last question that I ask everybody that gets on the podcast. It's a little bit of a long and lengthy one. Uh, so I want you to imagine that I have a copy of the New York Times written right here, okay? Oh, gosh, okay. It's written from 10 years from now. There's a cover page, and it's a picture of you. And then there's oh an article, gosh. and it's a written about you. What is this a picture of, and what is written in this article? Oh, wow. Long yeah. Question. Let it sit. Let yeah, it let me, let me, let me that have shit. that marinade yeah. for a second let here. It sit in. Let it sit in. You know, we got to season the chicken mm-hmm. before we grill it. <laughs> you dig. Um, yeah, okay. New York Times. I would say it'd probably be for something I said or something I did mm-hmm. positive, yeah, not, not negative. Duh. Because as of recently, I've became more of an activist about things just because I'm so sick of people like getting mad but not doing anything you know like I get upset but I don't do anything Mm -hmm. so I've been like starting to say stuff or to talk to people about you know like hey what's going on where's this money going towards like why why is why are we taking away the shuttle bus Mm -hmm. you know so I feel like if it were to be um, the New York Times it would be something about like Iowa photographer turned into activist activist or motivational speaker, like something like that. That Um, I feel like it'd be something along those lines because that's one of my issues is that there's Mm -hmm. so much I get into. Yeah. You know, I can never, as an Aries, I can never pick one thing. Yeah. I'll start something and never finish it. I feel like I'm the same way, too. Like, yeah, it's, hard it's, to it's like, a terrible trait. But I feel like that's, like, also in the mind of being a creative, too. Like, yeah. you know, you're always trying to, like, broaden your horizons. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to get into making videos, but you're really good at photography. Yeah, or, I have you know, people, I have people message me saying, mm-hmm. oh, you should start a vlog. Like, you should start a YouTube channel. Like, I'd totally yeah. watch it. And I've had people say that for years, but that would take away from other things yeah, and it's exactly. either i produce quality art i mm-hmm. produce quality photography or you're going to get quality videos and not nah, as good photography. exactly you know, you know like you gotta take i've had to yes i've had to restrict myself from doing other mm-hmm. things because if i'm going to do something i want it to be good yeah and i can't do you know like i had some guy messaging me the other day he's uh-huh. like hey are you still into making music and i'm like I can't do Damn, everything at once. Music, I do it. I do it a little bit of everything. Yeah. I write. I do photography. I do poetry. That's I do awesome. video work. Awesome. I've made music. I've done graphic design. I like to do everything. So photography is my main passion. So that's what I try and put most of my energy yeah. into. But it's hard to get into everything else when you already have one passion. Yeah. You know. So like that's why you know photojournalism kind of works for me because yeah. I can write and I can take photos of what's happening at the same time. Absolutely. So it, it works. It work. That works together. Uh-huh. But like. I can't do everything at yeah. once. So, yeah, if it was in New York the Times. A little bit is yeah. Good. It's always good to have. Yeah. That. You got to I got to find my my little click and that's that's what it is, photography Absolutely. and writing. Absolutely. Joe, I appreciate you for hey. stopping by today. Uh, where can everybody find you on social media all that stuff? Oh my gosh. Yeah, let Definitely me let me plug myself here. My photography account is just joe visuals no no e no, no e remember no e. that j-o j-o just the first two letters of my name it's it. it's that simple um yeah that's my photography account my mm-hmm. personal account if you actually care about my life um not She's saying you have to my personal account is joe allen underscore and then if you want to see pointless tweets um you know, not every now and then, not every now and then I do some rants, um, 
you know, I post a lot of art. Mm-hmm. I like to retweet a lot of art. Yeah. And then I try to post a lot of funny things that happen in my life because I have yeah. a lot of, like, you know. Random things yeah. that happen. Especially yeah. living in Iowa. Yeah. Especially living um, in Iowa. And then my Twitter is the same as my personal Instagram <coughs> account. It's Joe Allen underscore. So Joe Allen underscore for my personal Insta and my Twitter. And then Joe Visuals for my photography account. So, yeah, that's my plug there. Um, check it out at your Heck own yeah. risk. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Joe, I appreciate you for stopping hey by Hey, man, today. this is great. I love appreciate this. You. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today's episode. Uh, dove into a lot of stuff. This is actually my longest episode. Now. We've been going for two hours. <laughs> I talk hours. a lot. I talk a lot. What can I say? Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. I appreciate you. Uh, you know, we had a lot to dive into today. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to really sit down. I haven't really talked to you like in person before. Yeah. So, you know, I think I this is to, like our first time we've really yeah, met. I really wanted to like get the full story and everything. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you for just sharing absolutely hey, everything. You can do it sometime again. I'm yeah, down. Absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, shout out to Life Water for giving <laughs> water out. But, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, keep us hydrated. Name, absolutely. Water is key. Water is key mm-hmm. to health and everything else. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today's episode. My name is Nick Robinson. This is Joe uh, Allen over here. And we're out of here. Peace, everybody. Peace to the world. Thank you. Dope. Thank you. Tell me if you love me. Tell me if you understand. I just need somebody, even if I ain't your man You give me your body, I give you the upper hand So tell me if you love me, tell me if you understand If you feel something, then just slide, then just slide If you feel something, then just slide, then just slide If you feel something